Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Jack. Jack, I want you to pod me like one of your cast girls. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I sure. mean, I the fellow. You had to because yeah, I was. Everyone has been saying has been saying that should be the the title, which yeah. we weren't gonna do because we're gentlemen. But right. you know, a time and a place. Hey, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Ben, level that one out. My name is Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. This is a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and D- David. Uh, yeah, I kept waiting. I wasn't sure when you were trying to hand that off to me. We are hashtag the... Two friends. Yeah, good. Yeah. And this is a series where we study... Movies. Yeah, I was going to say filmographies. Sure. Directors. Uh, yes. Yeah. Directors who have had huge success early on and uh, get a series of blank checks to mm-hmm. make whatever they want. And sometimes the check's clear and sometimes they bounce. Baby. Sure. And sometimes people are worried they'll bounce. Yeah. And then they really clear. Yeah. But what we, we always find interesting is uh, David and I, we're connoisseurs of context. Okay. Right. We love movies, but we love context. This we like is looking new. at the context in which the movies were made. We like zooming out and looking at the career, uh-huh. you know, and tracking the ups and downs and marrying it to it and trying to find good in every movie. So we're making the bio longer for the podcast? <laughs> That's what we're doing right now? We're going to do more? Well, this is a supersized episode. That's true. And that it's a two-parter. As if it was two VHS tapes. Right. Let's dive in. Okay. To the ocean. Yeah. That's a good pun, right? To pick up the ruins. Search. We're searching for a diamond of an episode. It's the heart of the podcast. Uh huh. Where my point is, we've been we've been doing a miniseries called Podnator Colon Judgment Cast. <laughs> That's his point. That's the, I got one point to make, and this is the point. We've been doing a miniseries called Podnator Colon Judgment Cast. Sure. It's about the films of uh, Slippery Jim. Maybe Cameron. we should have called it Podtanic. We could have. Maybe we should have done that. This is Podtanic. Let's call this, this episode Pod-tanic. Podtanic. Okay, so this is the big one. We're talking I'm about the movie. Jack, I'm podcasting. <laughs> So many. Maybe we should do a whole episode of just intros. Yeah, just lines that we could turn I'm into the podcast. podcast. on your podcast machine. Oh my god, w- women and podcasts don't mix. But we should actually prove that wrong, right? We're gonna prove that wrong because we this, have oh, two boy. guests. We got three, three guests today. We have three, three guests. guests. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. This is a supersized episode. Uh, talk about Titanic. I feel like this is an episode that has been anticipated by us in this room for months. Yes. I don't know if it's been anticipated by our listening public, but... And oh, let's say this. I'm sure be. it has. Yeah. I'm sure it has. For both of us and for two of our three guests in the studio <laughs> right now, they had said, as previous guests, fan favorite guests, yes. they had said, if you ever do James Cameron, mm-hmm. let's go back to Titanic. Right. Right? Yeah. 3D. I'm ready to go back to Titanic. Yeah. 3D re-release 2012, yeah. <laughs> I believe. Yeah. It's been 85 years. Well, it's no, it's only been four years, years since the 3D re-release. <laughs> <laughs> Just felt like 85 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and and that was, I think, somewhat of an incentive for us to do Slippery Jim himself. Absolutely. No, yeah. this was this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I um, really think so. So we got a lot more to talk about. We have two guests who demanded that they be in studio to discuss. Right, and then a third guest who apparently slept through most of the movie. Yeah, but, rude. you know. Yeah. A little rude. 
Okay, so first up, here's like I want to do like like a dream team. Like, dun, 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 what's dun. the movie? <laughs> what's Titanic? We talked to him. Titanic. 1997. Podinator colon Judgment Cast is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> Don't you guys love how long and languorous these episodes are? Yeah, we had we got some advice. <laughs> we got some advice recently that was like they're like this. Yeah, they're like this. Yeah, they were yeah. like your podcast would be half an hour long. <laughs> Griffin, can we keep nothing secret on this podcast? I mentioned right. nothing else. No, let's let's carry on. I got some secrets. No. <laughs> Buried sure. at the bottom of the ocean. Right. They're my opinions on the film Titanic. A woman's, a woman's heart, heart is an ocean oh, of secrets. Damn it. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> a woman's podcast is an ocean of secrets. A woman's heart is an ocean of podcasts. A podcast's heart is an ocean of secrets. A podcast podcast is a podcast of podcast. <laughs> Our first guest. Yeah. You can. I don't. I know. was gonna try to do the, like the Chicago Bulls intro music, but I forgot how it went. And I started yeah, doing the Sigur Ross. Okay, so I was trying to do that, but then it sounded like the We Bought a Zoo song. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Our first guest on the podcast today. You know her from The Verge. Sure. The dearly departed podcast, Girls in Hoodies. It's true. But also, no longer at The Verge. I should point out. Oh really? Mm-hmm. No. No. Where where do we know you now? Just just riding the rails, Free baby. Agent. Free agent. Rail rider. <laughs> tumbleweed blown in the wind. Like yes, awesome. a, a yeah. true tumbleweed blowing in the wind. She's the the boxcar Bertha podcast. And you know her most of all from her appearances on the podcast Reawakens. True. And Speed Racer. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Emily Yoshida. Hi, guys. Hey, hey Emily. Emily. How, how's it going? <laughs> I'm excited to talk about the movie Titanic. Should we just uh, start? Oh, wait. Uh- <laughs> got two more That's guests. That's how this works. <laughs> we got two more guests. Okay. Dun, 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 you should call the third guest the man in the middle. That's yeah. what they used to say about Luke Longley when they introduced him. Bum, 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 the man bum, in the Go ahead. Our yeah. next guest, you know her from Vandy Fair. And the Little Gold Men podcast. Mm-hmm. And most of all, you know her from the Sixth Sense episode. Well, also fighting in the war room. Oh, fighting in the war room, <laughs> but also most of all, <laughs> the, the Sixth, Sixth Sense, Sense episode. episode. <laughs> right, right. Where we talk box office for a solid hour. It was a great episode. Hot Night Shamacast, ladies and gentlemen, Katie Rich. Hi, guys. And last. <laughs> the man in the middle. The man in the middle. You know him most of all from being a baby. <laughs> And being Katie Rich's baby, <laughs> and also from our Pod Dogs episode. <laughs> what? He was on. He's gonna be the guest when we do Old Dogs. Oh, okay. That's gonna be that far in the future that he'll be able to be on the yeah. podcast. Okay. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie. Let's see if we can make some noise in the microphone. No. Nope. Oh yeah. We have a little. I think we're picking up some. It sounds like he's very, barely breathing. I promise yeah. he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Charlie. Yeah, we have a baby, guys. Yeah. He's we have wearing. Baby on this I, I'd like to note that he's wearing a little onesie with headphones on Indeed. them. Very appropriate. He doesn't for his get his own podcast. set of headphones. For or this. it's not his first podcast Wait, at all. No, he's, actually, he's no. been on Fighting in the War Room. He's he's uh, been on more podcasts than I've been on. Before, so. <laughs> he's an expert. Uh, he's currently eating on Mike. He's eating on Mike. Oh which is God, very that good. Is, uh, no, that's true. Yeah, I didn't get him a. I didn't get him a bagel, which I feel like is. Oh, got first bagel. Bagel with scallion cream cheese. He can handle that at three months. He'll be eating out of the old on the old dogs. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old pods. Um, now, you Pod know, dogs. Emily commented on on Charlie's onesie, right, with the headphones, mm-hmm. and they yeah. always say dress for the job you want. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the job that Charlie wants, clearly, what he's messaging to us mm. is that he wants to be a producer, an engineer, if you will, mm. a producer, yeah, a bandoocer. Do we have right. one of those? He wants to be a poet laureate. <laughs> he wants to be our finest film critic. <laughs> 
He wants to have a birthday. <laughs> sure. He wants to be a tiebreaker. <laughs> we all want to have a birthday. He does not want to be Professor Crispy. Not, no. He does want to be the fudge master. <laughs> he, 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 he does. He doesn't understand words yet. <laughs> I just don't want to assign that label to a baby. It's not about him processing it. It's I don't want to be on mic calling a baby anything other than the fudge master. <laughs> <laughs> Even you have a line. It's good to yeah. know. He is a white hot baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is dirt bike baby. Mm-hmm. If you see him in the streets, wish him a hello, Fennel. Definitely. Uh, what is it? I suppose, Laurie. Yeah, he did it. It's fine. You're I, good. He's, he's, he's baby positive. Sure. Okay, fine. And, of course, the baby wants to someday graduate. Remember that note we got about shorter? <laughs> they said the intro should be yeah, 30 right. minutes, right? <laughs> Just lazy Sunday podcaster, man. Yeah. I know. It is a nice lazy Sunday. Nobody in the office. 60 degrees and sunny. We all know that it's a beautiful Charlie. day outside. Guys. It is. We're it's really, out. really nice. It's going to be over by the time we get oh, out. Oh, it'll of be here. dark. Yeah, it'll can be very dark. We, can we please keep this on topic? As all these sidebars <laughs> are driving me a little bit. No, crazy. I'd like to talk about the weather today. Beautiful day in New York City. Yeah. About fifty-nine. Yeah, yeah. Crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little rain fall leaves yes. everywhere. Yeah. Leaves have finally begun to turn. Oh, this is. I like watching Griffin get sidetracked and his little <laughs> face, his eyes narrow. <laughs> it's great. My little face. <laughs> we all know the baby Charlie. Wants to someday graduate to different titles over the course of different miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I was getting frustrated, guys, because I knew this was coming. I feel like people forget. Go on. Go on. Do them. I, I don't know. Such titles, hypothetically, as producer Ben Kenobi, Kylo Ben, Ben Night Shyamalan, Ben Say, Say Benny Thang. Okay, right. You're not putting the baby in those. Right. All right. Yeah. And and a future title for Cameron. We got to think about that. There's one close. suggested recently, which I really like, with T. Ben Thousand. T. Ben Thousand was okay. I don't know. I feel like I still want to think about this. Okay. Ben Tannick. Uh, yeah, producer Ben uh, who is, is who not Charlie on, wants to be. Yeah, but he yes. producer Ben is not on mic today because we, we have two guests. Yeah, and also he doesn't care about Titanic. Right, and baby Charlie has four mics <laughs> right yes. now, so Ben can't be in the studio. So Ben's a walkie-talkie. Yeah, maybe he'll come in if he has a, a point to make. Uh, let me do my impression of what Ben thinks about this movie. I like that the ship was big. Yeah. That's Ben's comment. <laughs> there you go. There's some it's good also, old technology in Titanic. It's yeah. a very wet movie, too. It's a very wet yeah. movie. And he likes things wet. Actually, this might be Ben's favorite movie. I think it's Ben's he favorite movie. He's not on mic, but let's just declare it now. This is his favorite this movie. This is Ben's number one favorite movie, and he can't say anything about it. Right. The year is 1997. <laughs> James Cameron's last film was 1994. Is yeah, that True Lies. True Lies, which was the first film in his $500 million deal with Fox, 20th Century Fox. Indeed. His light storm entertainment shingle. Yep. His, uh... You got it. That's yeah. it. Move I was on. trying to think of a different term. I think shingle sure. is the right thing. Shingle. Yeah, it's a shingle. He makes his first film, True Lies. Costs $150 million. Most expensive movie of all time. Pow! It's a hit. Sure. Arnie. The SAG nominations roll in. <laughs> yeah. One of them. <laughs> in the first year of the SAGs. Really? Yeah, 95. Kicked it off with a bang. Mm-hmm. That's why. They weren't going to do an award show, and then they watched <laughs> True Lies, and they were like, I mean, someone's got to rep And she won Jamie a Golden Lee. Globe, Jamie Lee. But anyway, we're, we're moving on. That doesn't count, though. Golden Globes on. aren't real. By my account. <laughs> just let that, we'll just let that hang in the air. <clears throat> I was doing some research today, because there was a, there was a performance in the film I really liked of uh, Bill Paxton's uh, Beardo associate. Sure. Who was a friend of James Cameron's, a diving buddy, uh, he was also sort of a pulpy uh, genre director and writer himself. He directed House 4. Sure. Okay. House, of course, the original is Ding Dong, You're Dead. Mm-hmm. And then they made three more of them. Apparently after 
The this titular. is not the cult uh, Japanese film house we're no. talking about. We're talking about the crappy American yes. uh, horror franchise. Yeah, yes. apparently there were four of those. Yeah, and apparently this guy—I forgot to look up his name. It's something Abernathy. Well, yeah, that's right. Louis Abernathy. Louis Abernathy, and he plays what's his name? Louis Bodine. Right. Uh, See, this is what Katie's here for. I literally looked up IMDb before we started. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, right. so Louis Abernathy was diving buddies with Cameron. Mm-hmm. Oh, here are two guys in the film industry who both like going down into the under the sea, right? They both like little mermaiding it, right? Uh, and they start bonding over like their shared love of movies, of aquatic life, of all of this. Um, and apparently one year for his birthday, uh, Louis Abernathy buys James Cameron, or doesn't buy him, gifts him a joke script he read for a Titanic movie. Okay. He wrote a Titanic script. Okay. And then was like, you should make a Titanic. Like, there's never been a great Titanic movie made. And that lights a fire under Jim's butt. Which is not true, by the way. There is a great Titanic movie from the 50s called A Night to Remember. Which is that is a fantastic movie. film. Yes. yes. But anyway, carry on. But they were very obsessed with sort of the details of how the ship went down. Sure. All, the, all the technical aspects and of And he did a dive. Yes. In, the, in 95, I think. Yes. And he got some footage, the first footage of the wreck that's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and that that fueled this, and he just stuff. decided like this is what I'm going to do. He spends uh, about a year and change writing the screenplay. He likes water, loves water. <laughs> Piranha to the spawning, mm-hmm. the, the abyss. abyss. The, those are the two. And what? how many people drown in this movie? I mean, a couple people drown in the abyss, but holy shit, yeah, a lot of drowning. All of the people. Yeah. Also, death from sudden impact. I would imagine many different so, kinds of death. Yes, yeah. many, lots of death. Yeah. yeah, very deadly movie. Yep. Right. Uh, and also, let's not forget in Terminator Two: Judgment Day. The T-1000 is made of liquid metal. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so- Do you, Have you guys gotten to the bottom of, of Cameron's obsession with water over the course of this podcast? I mean, it didn't begin with- Did he fall in love with water on the set of Piranha 2 The Spawning? Was, what, did he see water for the first time and think- He'd never seen water before. <laughs> never seen it before. Love it. Well, Give me more of that. Here's what I know. <laughs> he grew up in Ontario, in Chippewa, Ontario. Chippewa Falls? Which is, not Chippewa Falls, but I believe is how he, he was inspired in- Naming uh, Jack Dawson's birthplace. And near Niagara Falls, right? I believe so, right across the border. And I think he would go like ice fishing and stuff. Maybe I'm literally just transposing his bio with Jack Dawson's. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, you're a lot of water around, some great lakes. Yeah. Maybe it's that's not, where the water it's comes no from. It's no ocean. It's no ocean. No, it's maybe a, lake, a little a bit great of a lake fishing is no town. Ocean. But there's not, not diving city. Yeah. But then yeah. he moves to Hollywood, California, oh. which is on the ocean. Yeah, if you think it's about one it. of those famous ocean towns. <laughs> yeah. It's famous as a seaside California. town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've always I'm thought sure. of him as one of those guys who would like rather live in the Revenant era when there was the Wild West and things to explore, and then the bottom of the ocean is the last thing left. I think that's what he actually says. And he, he seems to kind of have that that like explorer vibe about him. Like yeah. he wishes he could go to Mars. You, you like... are the only one of us who has talked to James Cameron. Indeed, yeah. I, I, did, I talked to him on the phone like, just a couple months ago, but a PSA he did with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you have, I feel like, you know. You, oh yes. Yeah. You touched, you brushed yeah. the surface that of his That 10 minute madness. phone conversation, like I really <laughs> absorbed all I the information. Really learned a lot. He did go to, he went to high school in Niagara Falls. Hey, water. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Water. <laughs> but then it is, I mean, we talked about it in the Piranha episode. It is crazy how good and cool the underwater scenes are in that right. movie and then everything else is utter trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. In the abyss, obviously. I, I mean, mean that, that's yeah. the deep sea diving part. Like, right? That's where that's really getting flushed out. 
That's the thing. I mean, answer to your question, Emily, I feel like I've been searching through doing this miniseries for what was the Rosetta Stone. You know, mm-hmm. like I want the clean narrative moment, Cameron style, it's where the so thing is set up. It's so easy to assign to someone like Shyamalan or right. like, you know, you can like, or Cameron Crowe, um, but he's harder. He's, he's more. Yeah. He hasn't made autobiographical movies the way. Not really, no, right? Have. I feel like The Abyss is his most autobiographical movie, as, I, as yeah. we talked about, his big divorce movie. Yeah. Um, mm. I And I think. I think the Paxton character in this is yeah. very autobiographical. Oh, yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. Even the way that he ends up with Susie Amos, it's implied <laughs> at the end of the film. It's pretty implied. Yeah, Did right? Cameron have implies... an earring back then? Uh, Did Cam have an yeah, earring? Bill Paxton is rocking an oh, earring in this movie. I think he does. Opinions on Bill Paxton's earring in the movie Titanic. Sure. With with the fisherman sweater? Yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. It's yeah. era appropriate. I think but, it's great. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. He's tan. You, you sense he's that he's very lived tan. multiple lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. this is his, you know, Northern Atlantic. Uh, expedition look. <laughs> He's sure, got a weathered handsomeness. Yes, but you yeah. can imagine his chest is very tan if he was to take off yeah. the yeah. sweater. Yeah, and he's and got the, sort of the frosty, not just the tips, but it, yeah. It's kind of funny how <laughs> handsome he is in this movie when he's usually not handsome. I feel like he's an yeah. actor who likes to look weird yeah. or dorky or with, like, he looks like such a creep in True Lies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm thinking about him in, like, Big love, like I feel like he oh, does. He's fresh off Twister with this, so he he's is, like that's really true. in a good rogue adventurer period. Yeah, of his he's career. like in his like roughneck, and, yeah. and right, and, and he gets the and Bill Paxton. Well, so Twister oh, he does really he does he gets, he gets and Bill Paxton. Wow. So Twister was his like real sort of traditional matinee idol movie, right? Like that was the one time they sort of put him at the forefront of like a yeah. big. Sort of blockbuster like that. Well, Mighty Joe Young, though. Oh, right, right. And I think after that, he was like, I don't want to be this guy. And a simple plan, although that's not. But he is the lead. That's a blockbuster. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was saying of like that kind of like. Him as lead. Him as lead. He's great in a fucking frailty. In a popcorn movie, though, I'm saying. Yeah, Um, totally. Where where you want someone to look as sort of traditionally (laughs) handsome as possible. I think he looks better in this than he does in Twister. And I wouldn't say it's traditionally my type of look. I'm just appreciating his filmography. It's an interesting filmography. Yeah, it is. Yeah. U571 is in there, which I maintain is like a decent underrated little movie. Weird science. He's like just above that guy status. Like he's a name. You know who he is, but he still has a that guy career. He definitely does. And I do feel like almost all his most memorable roles are are the Cameron roles. Yeah. Yeah. But then then if you look at the other huge movies he's been in, I mean, you include Apollo 13. Apollo 13 and Twister. Those mid-90s. Twister. He's probably the least interesting in Apollo 13, right? Yeah. Paul 13 power rankings is like Harris, Hanks, Hanks Sinise, Bacon, Paxton, and Quinlan's in there somewhere. Yeah. And also that old lady who's not interested in, in uh, Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Guys, let's watch Paul 13 right now. <laughs> oh I love God. that movie. Yeah, but you were, okay, so David was hitting his hand on the wall yeah. and like ranking them like vertically. Yeah. And I think you got to put the bacon on top. Well, yeah, you do want some bacon on top, right? Because that's what he is. He's an embellishment. Right. Yeah. Here's here's the interesting thing. He's maybe the least interesting actor in Titanic as well. Kevin, Kevin Bacon? About, no, Bill Paxton. <laughs> We've talked about him a long time. We're basically treating this like it's like a Bill Paxton film. <laughs> well, part one of the episode is just Bill Paxton, and then part two of our Titanic episode is uh, everything else. Yeah. No, no. Um, no Jeanette Goldstein. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, yeah. At some point in this podcast, I do want to rank. The, the the non-Jack and Rose element of this film, like, who is the most... Like, oh, I, definitely. I, yeah. Can I performance say, review. You guys haven't done this in a while. Review. We haven't done... Look, yeah. guys, but I feel this like is we one should do everything. <laughs> Any idea, just throw it out there and we'll do it. But okay. we all agree that there's, like, a clear winner for best performance in this movie, right? Like, with no with no qualifications, there's one performance that's better than every other performance in the entire Are movie. Are Billy We're all right going to say it in unison on three. One, two... Three, Victor Garber. Oh. 
I yeah. actually agree yeah, with you. No, that's I just couldn't tell if you were doing a bit. Yeah, I, I wasn't doing a bit. Victor I thought Garber, you were going to say Billy Zane. <laughs> Victor Garber's unreal in this movie. I think Garber's great, but I think, no, I don't agree with you. Kate you think it's Zane? It's Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. It's Kate Winslet. No, but I said outside of... Out, no, sure. Oh, outside, oh. outside of the leads. I love Zane. I love Zane. He's so dialed into what this movie is. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. I think Garber's great, though. I mean, Garber's one of those yeah. all-timer, like, four-scene performances. I, I think... Give, give Bernard Hill some credit. As he's good. He's Smith. good. Stoic. Uh, I think Garber... Garber's Winslet. fantastic. I think he tops no, Winslet. No, he I said without qualifications. I think Garber's the best. But that's that's that's. Do you remember the scene that they played at the Academy Awards for Kate Winslet being what was nominated? Her clip? I don't remember her clip. Her clip is so underwhelming. It's like no, you know, nobody was going to actually like take it seriously. But it's it's just the one on the deck when. Uh, uh, she does her speech about, you know, I, I know what you're thinking, poor little rich girl, et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. Which is, which is like, it, fine, you know. There's so many more, like, waterworks, fireworks yeah. sure. scenes you could pick. I don't know. She really brings I, it home in, like, the that. last 40 minutes, too. I think her best acting is sort of when when she hits survival mode. Oh, yeah, it, the, in, uh, in the hallway with the axe, that, yes. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That should have been her clip, was just her with the axe running down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was when my grandma walked out of this movie. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, she had had enough. That was <laughs> too that intense. Was... She didn't want to watch more drowning. Or she just didn't like it. Wasn't into it. And and my parents, it, she, it I remember... it's more upsetting the older you get. Oh, I will absolutely. Say. Yeah. And yes. your grandma was on the Titanic. <laughs> she could have been. She would, <laughs> no, she's not. She wasn't that old. But I remember we were like, "Did you see Titanic?" And she was like, eh, I, "I walked out of it." And we were like, "You walked out of Titanic." We were kind of impressed because yeah. that did take some balls. And she was like. You know, she was swinging the axe at the handcuffs, and I was just like, all right. <laughs> she, she missed a lot of the good stuff, but, yeah. you know. That's maybe my favorite scene in the movie, too, though. That's like that's the scene that always jumps out to me, is the handcuffs axe scene. That scene is is ballsy, I would say. Okay, so Where it's like, the ship's already sinking. We need this, but he's like, no, we need this. We need, like... Well, guys, we're already at the ship sinking. We might hit 30 minutes at this rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's a good... Yeah, we're, yeah, we're done, basically. Yeah, okay. right? Anyway, <laughs> and in conclusion, Titanic. Okay, yeah, yeah. B+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Bill Paxton, okay? The movie opens... <laughs> under the sea. The movie opens under the sea. Yes. No, there is the thing I think we should do uh, with Sebastian. Um, there is the thing I think we should do. Because I think it's important with this movie, and we want to hit all the things. say three times that there's a thing you think we should do. There's without one saying thing what the that thing I think is. we should do. Uh-huh. I think we should all talk about our experiences seeing this movie. Well, the for first sure, time. we do I that a lot, and I think for this crucial. movie, it's especially important. Yes. Mm-hmm. David, would you like to go first? Yeah, I saw this film uh, opening weekend uh, at the Rio Cinema in Hackney in London, which is a still standing, very cool, giant sort of picture house in in in, in London. So my friend Niall and his mother. And uh, I walked out of it, and it was it was an extremely overwhelming and important experience. Probably, I walked out, and I was like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. And I went home, and I told my parents, it's the best movie ever made. And they went and saw it, like, a few days later, and they came back, and I was like, wasn't it good? And they were like, eh, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> like, they were not that pumped about it. But it was huge for me. It was, I think it was it was a huge grown-up movie, For I mean, by comparison to the shit I was I was 11 years old. Oh, I love this movie. Power forward, Emily Yoshida. Um, <laughs> I saw this movie at the Lakewood Mall in Tacoma, Washington, cool. uh, as seen on uh, the television show Cops many times. Cool. Um, All right. It. Uh, I saw it with a big group of friends. No parents. No parents. It was. Uh, I was in seventh grade, so we were kind of. Um, I think the first movie I went to go see in a big group with no parents that I recall, like that, that stuck in my memory, was probably. Uh, the first uh, A New Hope when they did the re-release. Mm. So we were now exercising our 
our muscles. Your parental. No, no, no. I guess that wouldn't be. But that wouldn't be right. No, I guess it was that summer. Yeah. So yeah, no, New yeah, Hope yeah, yeah, yeah. is yep. released that summer. So it's right? the yeah. same group of yeah. friends yeah. I would yeah. go see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film it was came that out winter. Yep. It was that was January, February, March of '97. Yeah. Was the Star Wars re-release? This film yeah. premiered in Tokyo on November 1st, 1997, but it came out December 19th, huh. 1997. It's a long um, lead. Just like weird? the Carly Rae Jepsen album Emotion. Great, Japan great got album. A month-long lead on it. Um, anyway, uh, so I saw this. This is what I remember about this movie which was that, of course, all of my friends were crying and weeping during it. I was, like, not so moved by the love story. I was no, definitely trying to be, like, a Daria about it, a little bit, like, too cool for it. Um, I did uh, think that all the ship stuff was very cool, but I remember so clearly I walked out of the theater and I vomited. Wow. Whoa. I had, And then I had a stomach flu for about a week. Like uh, the developed gave you a stomach. Flow. Yes, yeah. and then I used to joke like, "Oh yeah, like I, I don't care about the movie. It made me barf." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good joke. Right. Yeah. It's a good joke. But yeah. I mean, I liked it. It's not that I didn't like it. It was. I think it was a lot of movie. It was also a crowded movie theater filled with like middle schoolers, and there was probably more Yelling than one crying. pathogen floating around <laughs> in the air. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So is there a point where you then start loving it? I mean, what's, how does your relationship change with the movie over the years? Well, I you could tell you guys. You vomit every time you watch it. I could tell you guys about the second time I saw this movie. I think you got it. Yeah. Which well, it's is, a two-part. I, I told you got Davidson, have I told you this Quite possibly. Please story? use my full name every time you watch it. I will. I have, to, I have to call you Davidson. I know. I know why you have to call um, me Davidson. <laughs> but uh, so this is an amazing story. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I hope my mom doesn't mind me telling this story. Uh, Does so mom we, listen to this podcast? She listens every week. She sends us tweets. Mm-hmm. Past and future guests. She's amazing. active on Twitter. Um, uh, she was on a Wild know. Hogs episode. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, so so we had moved uh, to Iowa, to Iowa City. And um, we were- Right real- this year? Like right we around now? We moved in 1998. Mm-hmm. So it was out on video at this point. And there was a guy. I don't remember his name, but he worked at the- um, the uh, in the astronomy school at the University of Iowa. Okay, and he uh, had access twenty four access to the big theater, like planetarium theater. So he oh, was boy. trying to woo my mother. So he I invited. I have heard. He story. invited me and my mom to a private screening of Titanic in the astronomy theater at the University of Iowa. And I was like, Mom, like, that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard of. But, you know, nothing ever came of it. No, when you say <laughs> private screen, do you mean literally no one else? Nobody else was there. Oh, my God. Was, in, the, in a planetarium. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> we should I do that can't. right now. Katie's face is delight, de- like, yeah. lit up with delight. 98. Yeah. That's, that is the, the, the direct route to a woman's heart in yeah. 1998. Own wow. a planetarium. Yeah. Yeah. I'd marry that guy. I know, right? Today I, I'd marry him. I wish I could remember his name. I would go and thank him, but. Yeah. Yeah. Dawson. <laughs> You're listening. Maybe can we get him back together with your mom now? Like yeah. he's listening, and we can uh, we can parrot trap this whole thing. Yeah, well, he's Director's also a past time. and future guest. He was on the Alvin the Chipmunks the Road Trip episode. Stop making all these Walt. Becker I'm retconning jokes. the Walt, Walt Becker miniseries, so people demand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait to hear how the redditors respond to us having a baby the on the planet. The redditors, they're going to love it. Um, well, this is, I, I, I made the uh, observation that, of course, this is the episode in which you bring the women and children onto the podcast. Right, yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. which I said, we're pulling an anti-Titanic. We're keeping them on the boat. We're yeah. saying, women, children, please come well, in. this is being recorded right. on the lifeboat, This is This yeah. is the lifeboat. Right, yeah. right. The lifeboat. You're Molly Brown, I'm Ismay. Yeah. And yeah. Ben oh. is, is Johan Griffith, <laughs> just looking for us, looking for... <laughs> 
for any signs of life off in the distance. It's Yon. 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 Griffith. Griffith. But Griffith. I thought it was Griffith. It's Griffith. Even though yeah. it's Dud. But you sort of say Griffith. it like Griffith. Like you Griffith. say it with a heavy th at yeah. the end. I've always viewed him as competition. And he's got a he's got his Welsh accent <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he does. It, he, which he later sanded away because obviously, you know, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. No, I love the Welsh. I love the Welsh Wow, accent. some harsh Welsh jokes. Well, I grew up in Britain and, and the English are trying to train to be mean to the Welsh, which is cruel. We shouldn't be so mean to the Welsh. They're great people. Okay, Charlie Rich, tell us about your oh first God. time watching the movie. It was yesterday, right? <laughs> He's still upset. <laughs> he still can't know, believe that so they didn't end emotions. up together. All right, I'm going to try and talk about my first time Please without do. Uh, Charlie interrupting it. Oh, so the story begins in 1992. Oh my God. It turns out, oh, wow. whereas a second We're grader, all each other. I became obsessed with the Titanic for reasons I don't really know, but I got a Bob Ballard's book about discovering the Titanic, mm -hmm. read it front to back, like knew all the stats about the Titanic, it was like my thing as a weird seven-year-old. Seven I feel like it's a common thread. I knew oh, other yeah. kids too. It's some, there's something so fascinating about it as a kid. And well, you sunk ships are something that is like <gasps> cool. I mean, I, th I think from Little Mermaid maybe. Yeah. Sunk ships maybe. are like very important and very like it, romantic. It, it's definitely the idea of like the sunken treasure on the ship. Yeah. Oh, and also goodness. just like wrestling with death, but in a way oh, that you- Oh boy, you really took this to a dark place. But I think it's true. Like it's like an early thing that kids can deal with of that is like yeah. death. You know, like yeah, it, yeah, it happened death. a long time ago. Right. So I got a cool like shipwreck involved. Mm -hmm. So I was really into Titanic as a seven year old, and then cut to 1997 when the movie comes out. Sure. I'm very excited about Titanic. Uh, I see it the day after my last day of school before Christmas break. I was mm -hmm. in eighth grade, saw it with my uh, three best friends and a guy who wound up going with us that I don't know why, but you know he was there. Okay, Shout out to sure. him. Uh, and then I <laughs> Worked brought at the <laughs> thanks, guy. Uh, and it was amazing, <laughs> and we had a great time. Mom. And then I, I brought a, a journal entry from uh, December 26, oh, 1997, right. uh, in which I uh, write about, uh, let's see, today is the 26th, and I went to see Titanic again. I swear no movie has ever hit me so hard or ever gotten me closer to crying. I didn't cry in movies much then, even now. Oh, you were closed yeah. off. I know, uh, but I loved were you it. 13 -ish? 13, right, yeah, 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 13. Uh, let's see. It's been haunting me ever since Monday when I first saw it. It's so <laughs> wonderful, especially considering my lifelong obsession with the Titanic. So that's a good journal. I think entry. I saw it twice over the course of Christmas break, and uh, eventually, I think seven times with in my theater. family and friends in theaters. Yeah, oh. no, this my family went. Like my dad went out of town, and my mom took all three of us to just like for fun on a Tuesday mm -hmm. night. So and you was, were one of the many Americans who just saw it over and over. Yeah, no, and over that's just again. what we did. Yeah. And it was uh, so my town still had a downtown theater at that point. It was like not like an old movie palace, like it was built in the '60s, but it was like a, you know we could ride ride our bikes there right. and like mm -hmm. go see Titanic. And it closed like a while ago, but it was in that theater from. December until May. Right. Like, I went to see it, like, when school got out at the end of that semester. Wow. So it was, like, a full semester's worth of eighth grade of going mm -hmm. to see Titanic. Who can tell me the movie that knocked Titanic off at the box office oh, in Austin Space, Austin Space yeah. which really? I also saw in theaters. I also saw them in theaters. Good movie. William Hurt. We'll, we'll do Heather it one Graham, day. That movie Matt is LeBlanc, out of its fucking Mimi mind. Rogers, <laughs> and Gary Oldman. Yep. Jared Harris. Don't forget Jared Harris. I'm, or Lacey Chabert. Yeah. I'm curious. So we were all in the age range yeah, of- Sixth grade, seventh like, grade, eighth grade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were kind of, yeah, in, in a succession of years. I'm wondering how much you guys were aware of parents being anti this movie, not wanting you to go see it, being a little of concerned because of the nudity. That was not an issue with well, me. Well, ready for my story? <laughs> oh, Baby of the podcast. Baby of the podcast. Not, second baby. Second baby. So Griffin, yeah, you were top. probably about seven or eight years old. I was in fourth grade, I believe. Sure, sure. Um, I did not see this movie in theaters. Mm -hmm. My parents saw it early, and they came home, and they went, it is bad. 
not worth seeing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's how my parents basically reacted. Right. Now, I also, you know, like, as I've talked about in the past and also as a parent from all my behavior as a human being, uh, my parents were, like, very protective media-wise when I was growing up. Right. Well, this you weren't allowed same. to see cynical films, mm-hmm. as right. we've discussed on this Titanic podcast. is maybe the least cynical it is film. It is the most film. earnest <laughs> movie ever made. Yeah. But, um... I, uh, it is literally a story of cynics on a fucking yeah. boat who are hunting for treasure, like having their cynicism like pulled out of them by David, an old magic David, lady. Also, David, fudging his- boat. Also, Sorry. historically, <laughs> this is a story about hubris and about yes. how, like, yes. the industry, like the the dark side of the industrial revolution Absolutely. and like class yeah. stratification, and all that. But like, Cameron is one of you know, a few handful of filmmakers, I think, who would approach this story and be like, but it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it was he, so awesome. But he does, <laughs> I mean, the Billy Zane character, he's investing the sort of, like, these rich people having their toys and their power, like, stripped mm-hmm. away from them yeah. in that character. But right. yes, he is also, but like, you can still but go, wasn't it amazing that they built this giant Look at the engines, boat? look right. at the turbines. That's what's so amazing about this movie is that it is so in love with the Titanic, oh, even yeah. though it's also acknowledging, like, it was a horribly yeah. built thing. Like, it didn't yeah. make any sense. It was a bad idea. Bad ship would not ride. Right again. so good. <laughs> it looked good. It looked great. All right, so you didn't see the film in theaters. Can I just give a little side shout out? Katie Rich, goddamn pro. <laughs> that was incredible. Because yeah. the whole, she was reading, pulling up diary entries on her phone, mm-hmm. talking off the dome, not missing a word, doing like ninja mom moves. Mm-hmm. You guys, can't describe it, but there was like four you, James different- James Cameron with your love of mothers? Yeah, hey, look. Guys, women can have it all. <laughs> Tis I'm the season. Prove that. Tis the season. Podcasts, babies. <laughs> yeah. Podcast guest appearance. But there was like, let's try the pacifier. No, let's shift to the bottle. Let's do some rocking, change positions, out missing a beat. Meanwhile, just trying to praise Katie, you almost I kn- knocked I your microphone I punched my over. microphone. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you didn't see the film in theaters. Right. So at the time- Did you want to or did you just take that on board? I think there was a little bit of like, uh, not Stockholm Syndrome, but like conditioning where it was like, if I want to see something that all the cool kids liked, my parents were like, you can't see that. I'd be like, I don't want to see that. My parents told me it's stupid. Right. You know, like I have to play the elitist So you were non-rebellious and instead, right, you dialed into whatever, being like a fake grown-up. But like, wouldn't saying my parents said it's- Big Night, speaking of Tucci. But isn't that like the opposite of the cool kids? Like my parents told me not to see it? Well, see, I wouldn't- Frame it Gucci as that. And Campbell oh, Scott. Yes. We're like, oh, I heard it was bad. Like, I read a review. <laughs> We're just having two parallel, <laughs> two-person conversations. Yes, I would do that. I would like, I would high road them, not by being like, my parents told me it's bad, but be like, I don't know, that movie looks uninteresting to me. Right, right. You know, right. I would like do that. Mm-hmm. But so at that point, they didn't say I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. I could have gone to see that movie, it was but they PG-13. said it was bad. You could have gone. Right, or like seven. You're I know, pretty little. See All my friends saw it. Every wow. one of my grades saw it. Yeah, alone without was, a parent. I was eight. He I went, was eight. He went yeah. to Hippie Brooklyn private school. Let's not forget. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, you know my sister was in fourth grade and she saw it, and all her friends yeah. saw it. My I, brother did not see it. Yeah, also, at this point, I was in uh, uh, Hippie uh, Manhattan yes, private school. Lower sorry, East sorry, you were no, private. you were not yet at a right. Hippie Brooklyn private school. It, please, big difference. Um, but but all my friends saw it. It was like the movie, definitely. Sure. Everyone I knew had seen it when I went to summer camp. Everyone I knew had seen it. Uh, but I just was like, I heard it's corny. Me and my I heard friend, it's overwritten. Me and my friend Gavin loved the movie. Yeah. This is like a friend I had when I was in primary school. Uh, and would play My Heart Will Go On on like my sound system wow. and like wow. dance around to it. We were 11 year old boys, wow. maybe 12. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like with no, with abandon? We, we were like so happy That's to do this. That's so charming. Uh, is it? <laughs> do you guys remember? I don't know if they did that. I, I imagine they did this at every radio station, but they would play like the, the mega mix. Oh, yeah. With, my the heart, dialogue, with the dialogue, with the dialogue, dialogue over it. Yeah. 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 You jump, I jump. 
yeah. I'll never let go. And it like yeah. echoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never let go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But so when did you Pop see Titanic? Like one of your cast girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was like 15 or 16, at the height of my own cynicism, mm-hmm. I was like in this thing. I think I talked about this in the past where I just was like, homework is stupid. I'm only going to watch movies. Right. And so I just like every night would just try to watch a different movie I hadn't seen before on TV. And like Titanic was playing one night, and I was like, I'm gonna watch Titanic. Okay. You know, at this so point. This is years later. It's been like eight years since sure. the movie had come out. You know, this was 19. This 2005, was 2005, maybe. Right. And I was like, I'm gonna watch it. I watched it, you know, full screen, like standard def on With my commercial little breaks? bedroom TV. No, it was on like, you know, HBO. Cinemax or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was on like a movie channel, it was uninterrupted, but it was like not, not a good format, low right. def. On a CRT. I had a really small TV in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, this is dumb. Watched uh-huh. the whole thing because I liked Cameron a lot. Right after it hit the iceberg, I was like, "The ship stuff's cool. Rest of the movies." That was dumb. the classic boy. I yeah. would say, yeah. as right. a boy, yeah. it was like, "Yeah, well, you know, all the romance stuff's boring, but then it's cool because like everyone dies." But like, here's the thing that's kind of interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I like that's the most stereotypically male thing that has ever happened in my life. That like, it was that up, I felt but... that way about Titanic at the time, which was like kind of usually off from how I felt about things. I was at fifteen or sixteen, mostly interested into romance movies. Like that was all right, all right. Like, I, loved, a... I loved like love stories, and I was like, "This is corny. It's like overwrought. Sure. It's you know, lacking in specificity. It's just like kind of like pablum." So like, watch it was like, eh, you know, technical accomplishment. Eh, don't care, right? And then like six months later, I was with my buddy Derek Simon, who I've talked about before. Yep. Lived in Long Island. We would make little short films together. He's about to I be went married. to his house. He's about to be married mm-hmm. next weekend as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to his house for the weekend to like make a little short film. And then we like saw Titanic was on TV and we never finished our movie because we were like, let's just watch Titanic. We both just sat there and we're like, this is dumb. This movie sucks, right? <laughs> so he blows. Watch the entire thing, yeah. right? Then like another time Derek and I ended up doing the same thing where we were supposed to make a movie and we watched the entirety of Titanic on a TV. It is it like, does that. No, it, it does. does. It has yeah. that power. I like, it's dumb. I, I mean, mean it's like got good stuff in it, but it's like not a good movie, like objectively. And then cut to 2012. The, the 3D re-release, re-release right? Ah. Now in between these two things, right? Watching with Derek and the 3D re-release, I had gone to a Goodwill and I saw that they had the Titanic, the VHS set with the two the two, tapes. the two tapes, yeah. And I was like, I like this stuff after they hit the iceberg. I'm just going to buy the second tape. <laughs> oh, my God. That's obnoxious. Wow. Really I think obnoxious. the iceberg wow. hits before the second tape begins, if I remember correctly. It must, because the second tape it can't, couldn't be, you know, because the iceberg hits about two hours Or also, hours they in. showed it in my theater with an intermission, so I might be thinking of where the intermission started. Sure, fair in, uh, where was the intermission? All right. It was. I'm going to look at it. I think it was in different places. In, it, it, for us, it was right when they sent the flare out, and it's like the okay. big shot into the blackness. Yeah. That's where the intermission was. Because I the don't theater. think there was like a studio suggested intermission. I think theaters, some theaters just chose to place yeah. an intermission, so you right? Could go to the Probably bathroom. true. Yeah. And buy more stuff. Um, yeah. I would watch, the, I mean, A, I was kind of a jerk because I bought only the second tape of Titanic, which means someone was stuck only it's buying a, the first tape a, of Titanic. A 10 reel film, by the way. Oh my ten God. Reels. A 10 reeler. Wow. Um, I would watch just the second tape a bunch with my friends. I liked that. And then when the 3D release happened, I was like, I got to see this thing like, Yes, you Griffin. Know. All right, wrap this story up. So I went and saw it in 3D. I was like, I need to see this on a big screen and like sure. the proper dimensions, all of that. Like, see if I can get it. And the movie starts, right, 3D. I was going on a second date with uh, a relationship that did not go anywhere. Okay. But it was someone I liked a lot at the time. And so I was, like, into that. I was, like, jazzed about the fact that I was, like, with her. The lights go down. There's the black. And then as it, like, fades in on the sepia, you know, footage of the Titanic, 
and the like the first strain, mm-hmm. I immediately hear people cry. Right. <laughs> that's how I that's how I reacted just when yeah. I rewatched it just now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I went, oh, I I get it. Like right. already, yeah. I get it. Seeing it and with that, a crowd yeah. is huge. Yeah. So that was the thing. Oh, I definitely. saw it like the three D remaster was like good. It's obviously not the ideal format of the no. movie, but I thought it was well done. But I was seeing it in widescreen in a big sold out theater on a Friday night, and it was like a date night. I think they opened it right around Valentine's Day. Yep. And I just the whole time was like, I get this, I get this, one hundred percent. And the stuff that I previously thought corny, I was like, this is so effective. Yeah. This is like, I mean, it's like immaculately designed, like strategic mm-hmm. attacks on your heart, right? And it's so well done. And then the stuff after they hit the iceberg, I was like, even better than it was for me before because now I got the emotional investment. I probably watched well, it one more time since then. I own it on Blu-ray. You watch it's movies now, and then you watch Titanic, and you're like, fuck, like they'll never do stuff like Fudge, this again but yeah, in movies. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Titanic's the best. Uh, I love it now. I own it. I've watched Wait, it a couple times. Remember watching since it in Videology? Yeah, the best. That was. Oh, I think we yeah, talked about this on the podcast, but Titanic. yeah, it was be- playing before trivia, mm-hmm. and so the, there was a huge crowd assembled. Titanic was finishing, and then in that last scene, you know, the the well, we'll get to it, but the yeah. last literally scene in the movie, everyone just starts screaming. You remember? Do you remember that? It was really yeah. a, the the scene with with old old Rose. The dream she has. Uh huh. Or yes. is it a dream? Or is it a dream? That's what wins. The film best picture. I think. Uh, to yeah. me, that's what wins the film a billion dollars plus worldwide. Yeah, that's that, why people see it again because it has a happy ending somehow. It, even it's, though it's, it's about insane. the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but to your point, what you said, I mean, even just I watched this on Blu-ray because a lot of times with this podcast, when, especially when it's like rewatching movies I've seen a bunch of times that we're covering, I'll download it onto my Amazon Kindle Fire, which is a great product, right? Wow. Wow. Shit, wow. non-HD Amazon Kindle Fire. It was forty dollars. It's not HD. I should probably upgrade. <laughs> you probably should. Jeff Bezos won't give me one. I've, I've texted him a lot, and he goes, "New phone, new disc." Uh-huh. Um, and uh, a lot of times I'll like, you know, watch it on Netflix or whatever on my laptop in my bed when I'm like trying to fall asleep and watch it piecemeal or whatever. For this, I was like, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch the entirety of Titanic on Blu-ray on my TV. And was just taken aback by like this still looks like the biggest movie ever made. It's true. It's very seamless. Like nineteen He's made years little later, tweaks and fixes. I think, it's but it's still, very seamless. It still looks like the most expensive movie ever made. Like I don't know yeah. if there's a movie that feels larger to me than Titanic. And what's the actual most expensive movie ever made now? Is it like Pirates of the Caribbean three or something? Or like five? No. Or maybe what's the last four? One they made? Four? four? Yeah. Well, On Stranger Tides. He has never disclosed. No one has ever disclosed the actual final budget for Avatar. Avatar, right? Yeah. The the common belief is that Avatar is the most expensive movie, but they've never admitted how much it costs. Right, but the, the highest reported budget is, is on Stranger Pirates of the Tides. Caribbean 4, $378 million. It's all on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp got 300 Who can tell me what that movie is about? Uh, uh, some Stranger Tides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we're done talking about us seeing the movie. We're going to talk about the movie. Bill Paxson. Okay, <laughs> so the movie starts with like an abyss ship. I mean, first there's the sepia montage. We see the Which footage. Which is essential. The sepia montage, like, yeah. that seems like something that at the end they were like, Jim, you need to have something in the beginning. It can't yeah. just start on a submarine. Right, right. <laughs> they, they came here for a romance. Set the tone. I do, I will say the entire prologue until you finally do the, like, okay, back to 1912. The sheets and ribbon slept in. Oh, yeah, yeah, with that. But, like, building up to it, it takes its time. It must be like almost a half an hour. Or I think something. it is. Yeah, but I, I thought it was more. It's like twenty minutes. Okay, yeah. but it's so well paced. I think they give you just enough of like morsels of like you they know do. that you're walking and you've seen the poster. You know that it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet like having a hot, sexy time on a boat, <laughs> and they give you these little <laughs> very accurate, like it's literally actual, steamy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actual flashes. Like you know, even uh, I get chills when I see the the shot of. Or when she uh, is looking at the submarine footage and you get those little 
like oh like the, the music yeah, so yeah, yeah the music comes in for a second yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. see him at the top of the stairs and all that like it's almost like it, it, it's more rewarding Guys, going I back and, watch Titanic again right? <laughs> going back and watching it going back and watching it even you know the fourth or the sixth time or whatever when you see that and you've already seen the movie several times you're like yes I'm watching Titanic like yeah. that's yeah, the, that's absolutely. the feeling <laughs> yeah but I, I it is huge and like because like think about it. it the amount they have to convey it's like you see them diving and they're in the ship and he's like these these windows are a foot mm-hmm. thick or you know nine inches yeah. thick or you know like it's so deep then you see inside the wreck and it's the real wreck and you're like right his little robots like going mm-hmm. through the doorway <laughs> Duncan and, and then yeah. they then they don't <laughs> find whatever they're looking for yeah Duncan right yeah. And then they find the nude picture, and then you, you see Gloria Stewart and Susie Amos at home looking at it, and then they fly on, and they're explaining who she is. Like, that is a lot for 20 years. And there's a lot of jokes in that sequence, which yeah, yeah, I think yeah. is really important, because you're signing up for historical romance. Well, and Abernathy kills yeah, it. Yeah, Abernathy's you get Bill, great. You get Bill Paxton being like, the ghost ship rising from the darkness, and immediately yeah. that guy calls him on his shit. You're like, right. okay, so we're all agreeing that there's, like, humor in this. And when they Absolutely. open the safe, and the diamond isn't in and there, and they the go, Geraldo right, don't worry, the same thing happened to Geraldo, and that only ruined his career. Um <laughs> But but this speaks to like how big this movie is, not just on like a technical sort of scale production level, but even just like the the epicness of the storytelling in this movie is that like I'm not just using a modern day explorer as like a quick intro into the movie. He's setting up like an arc for this guy. That's yeah. the thing. Like the first right. twenty minutes, of this movie is like we're not taking like it's him. We're right? not rushing. Right. It's him. He's the treasure hunter who then realizes like no, this is uh, this is human. This is people. One hundred percent. Right. But I also think like the way, as you said, that they construct it, where it's like you know, first we're seeing the technical thing, then we're sort of meeting the characters, then sure. we're understanding the struggle of what he's looking for, then we're introduced to old Rose. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, he's saying like. Sit back. Like this could yeah. take some time. Sure, right. Also, I got a pacing big picture here. That's yeah. what ultimately made it. I think you know, even if guys would scoff and say, "Oh, I only care about the ship," that at least like doesn't turn them away. Right. Yeah. Like y- you know, like you realize, oh, this is somebody who does care about like the historical significance and like what's it like to go on a dive and all that. Right. And, and uh, you got some classic yeah, Cameron Roughnecks in the opening who are speaking sure. kind so, of like the guys who are being dragged on date night. We're just like, look, I just want to find that diamond. I want to get rich. I want to smoke a cigar. I got one earring. Yeah, like this chick's probably lying. The shoes on the Titanic. (laughs) She's a very old lady. Goddamn liar. Goddamn liar. Right, Right, these teenage boys sit there. They don't want to see the movie. And then immediately the movie tells them all women are liars. And they go, now. (laughs) Red pills. Red pills. Red pills. Um, Two years before The Matrix. They weren't weren't yet woke. Um, But the MRA movement was alive and well. It was, of course. Uh, But also, there's just magic to the sight of the real wreck. That is oh, like inescapable, right? Like you know, looking and at that thing. eyes are magic. Oh, they're so it's good. so well lit that I didn't think at first that it was it, actually from the. Some dive. of it is How real could, and some of it isn't. They yeah. recreated some parts of right. it. I think the like, interiors are fake, right? Some of them are oh, real. Really? If you listen yeah, to James crazy. Cameron's commentary, which I highly recommend, yes. uh, he will tell you exactly which shots are real. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, before we get off of the intro, there's there's a master, and not that we're getting off immediately. No, we're getting off. But there's good. there's a master stroke that I think is the key to the entire movie working as well as it does, which is planted in the opening. So, you know, they're looking for the diamond. They don't find it. They go on TV. She hears the newscast. She goes to them. Wasn't I a dish? Yeah. Right. But, but also Paxton's like, I don't think this is going to pan out. They go, I think you want to talk to this person. Then mm-hmm. Abernathy is like, look at the signs. The name, there's no listing for her in the sure. registry. It says she used to be an actress. Right. Looks like she's just looking for attention. She'd have to be 101 years old. All this stuff, right? So they're like setting it up like this isn't going to work. She gets there. And the first thing they do 
is they mansplained to her the sinking of the Titanic. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah, and yes. the, the CGI remodel the, yeah. where, that he shows you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for your forensic analysis. <laughs> right. yeah. Mr. Yeah, go so ahead. So it's great because it encapsulates the entire thing the movie is trying to do, which is the balance between the emotions of the actual people who experience this thing and the spectacle of this crazy, horrific thing that happened. Right? Yeah. yeah. But also, because they have this scene... Which is like they make it part like of the sort of text of the movie, which is her trying to find her own independence and not wanting to live the life that everyone wants her to have. And she's in a world of mansplaining constantly, right? Um, they also now in detail explain to you exactly uh, how the ship sank. Yes. No, yeah, what's right. going to happen. It's so crucial which because then you understand what's happening when yeah, you, no nobody would be, be able like, to say like, yeah, nobody yeah. would be able to explain the, the compartments or like how it's going to split in yeah. half or right. everything. You yeah. just have to It would be great chart. as someone was tilled like falling like, oh, it must be that the, the, the <laughs> bow is sinking out. <laughs> but you like, can't, can't, can't help like the pressure of the, go on, sorry. He gets it done so <laughs> quickly at the beginning of the film. He has Abernathy do it so yep. it's kind of funny. She's got a big ass in the air. Right, right, because he's making Making jokes out of it, so it feels like character development. Her response is telling you everything you need to know about her already and setting the stage for her lifelong battle. But then it also is now when the ship sinks, all we have to track are the emotions. Yeah. But it's also an incredibly like cocky move to be like, I think I can tell the audience everything that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. The joke is like twist ending the ship sinks, right? That's what everyone the joke everyone made when the movie came out. Right, like, like, why do I need to see it? I know what happens, right. But he's like doubling down on that. It's like I'm gonna tell you exactly how the ship sinks. You're gonna know every beat of once things go wrong, and you're still gonna be invested in this thing. There is no real reason for them to show her that the animation. No, no really it's, like, it's kind of like aggressive. Like, oh, yeah. how's your PTSD doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that, now that you say that, it's almost Do you remember? bizarre. This they... is you. <laughs> but that's what I like is the fact that Abernathy is the one who's showing her. Makes They it... did that previs. So, I mean, right. they just wanted to show it off. But I also think it works because that character is the one guy who'd be like, she'd want to see this, right? Right, right, right. She'd probably right, love right. to see this. Forensic. Forensic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people always talk about, like, you know, this was famously, like, one of the only Best Picture winners to not be nominated. For, for screenplay. I think maybe the only one in history, maybe. No, Braveheart, I think. Or really? was it nominated? I'll look it up. Um, but to not even be nominated, it's, like, a very rare thing. And everyone's like, well, the dialogue's hokey, this and that. People focus too much on dialogue. Braveheart not nominated. Okay. Yep. Uh, people focus too much on dialogue when they talk about screenplays. Because the thing this movie's got going for it is just... Structure, the structure, structure, structure. So good. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's especially for an epic movie, which I feel yeah. like is hard to pull off. It's in, a perfectly in this era of Hollywood designed yeah. movie from a writing standpoint. Yeah. Like it, it has everything in the right order to pay off maximum. Also, it doesn't really. I mean, because it is a love story, I guess, but it doesn't fall into the thing I think you would think a movie would fall into, being a three-hour movie about the Titanic, which is just a, like, oh, it's going to be like Alt Mini. There's just going to be a million people. Sure, running which around. is the night term, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and yeah. those people are there, but it's just like you're allowed to also kind of focus on like. To have a, a movie that you trust to really essentially two characters the entire time and it's three hours long and it takes place on the Titanic just feels like. And to constantly be looping in like, oh, but here's the captain or here's yeah. Molly yeah. Brown or here's yeah. Ismay. Like, here are the re- real people and I've made sure to like, but they're just you know, like give them all their proper names. I mean, little little side dishes. Even you yeah. look at the way, like, you know, I, I always think that Jeanette Goldstein's part's bigger than it is because it's it leaves such an impact. But she's on screen. Three scenes, maybe? Yeah. Three very brief scenes? Three scenes that are each like 15 seconds you long. You see her entering. You see her when she's saying to her kids, like, well, the you know, first classes, mommies and daddies have to go. Or right. Like, you know, yeah. And um, then the, the final scene. But, the, but there is like, you know, as much as Cameron gets kind of raked over the coals for not having a sense of sort of like, um, you know, specificity, you know? 
or sort of like realism to his sort of there is, yeah. characters. You know, it's like, oh, he writes it very large. You know, they speak their emotions and all of that. Well, I mean, no one better exemplifies this than fucking, what's the Italian guy? Uh, oh, yeah. It? Yeah. What the I can see the that? Statue of Liberty. <laughs> the actor's name is Danny Nucci. The yeah. character's name is uh, not Fabrizio. Enzio, Fabrizio. Fabrizio. Yeah. I mean, that's that. My. I'm not gonna go to New York and be in a band called The Strokes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you said that, then the movie would get six stars for me. That would guarantee a screenplay nomination. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna date the Drew Barrymore. <laughs> He's just, uh, I mean, like, I, Cameron's fetishization of, of immigrants. white immigrants <laughs> yeah. to America, yeah. especially the Irish and the Italians in this movie, is a little much, yeah. I would say, even for this movie, uh, but nothing is more much than Fabrizio. He almost says Mamma Mia when he dies. Like, I mean, you almost <laughs> remember him saying that, even though he doesn't. But I think that, like, <laughs> the key to it is... As you said, like, so he doesn't take an Altman approach, right? right? It really is these two characters. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is sort of like an adversary. The other major characters, right? right? Or adversarial forces. But it's like he's got the upstairs, downstairs yeah. approach. That's right. his That's his hook, right? And those yeah. human elements, like, he he writes them really big and really unsubtle in the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? And they don't go down easily, but they stick in your craw. Especially you the, remember them. their initial introductions are yeah. so broad. Like when right. they're getting on to the ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like her being like, ugh, Titanic, I guess it's big. And even like Molly Brown, sure. you know, yeah. Fabrizio, like all that sort of stuff. It's like, okay, the first half of the movie, you're like, this is kind of clunky. But the second half, when we don't have time to like have character moments, and right. Jimmy really cuts it down to the bone and does a lot of these big emotional beats just through looks or actions or stuff like that, it helps to be like, I know Fabrizio. Mm-hmm. He's climbing up the ropes and trying to cut them now. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? know the Irish guy. Right. Like that all pays off later. Because as Tommy much as, Ryan, that's yeah, his name. as much as it isn't like a kaleidoscopic ensemble kind of film, it's mm-hmm. like the fact that the captain gets as big of an emotional moment, sure. you know, Garber, Fabrizio, Murdoch. like all these characters. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, even, yeah. I, I want to say, and I, this is going to sound kind no, of dismissive, nitpick. But it is, it is, they are setting still. They're not really characters, but they're there to, I mean, the thing is that they're really, it's a really well flushed out setting. So they are very, you need all of these elements to fully realize like, this is the world that they live in. This is like, and the ship is a microcosm of the world and their love is a microcosm of the ship and all that. And so like, you have to have this, you know, kind of Greek chorus of, you know, the, the, the Irish kids and the sure. and the snobby ladies in first class. Absolutely, and stuff. the countess, the yeah. quartet, and yeah, like yeah, individually, quartet, yeah. those things I think are probably a little weak. But over the corny, the, yeah. corny, the corny, a little, a little corny, a little easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say. But uh, but I think that the sum of them all together and just like. Also, just the the rhythm of going back and forth, you know, going from like the dinner to going down to the rowdy party well, that's downstairs. What I, I feel like he's very clear about it yeah. too. I was noticing it on my rewatch for this podcast. It's like he really makes sure to take you down methodically every time, and then back yeah. up. Like he yeah. loves to take you through the yeah. decks of the ship one by one, and really communicate like how much difference there is. Yeah, and of course, everything is very broad, and that is part mm-hmm. of how it communicates. Katie has re-entered the studio with a newly quieted Charlie. God, what did she we'll do to him? We'll see how long we We're going to see if this takes. I feel like Charlie doesn't like our commentary. He disagrees he with like all our of our analysis. Points. Yeah, he has a lot to say about Titanic, guys, <laughs> as he's been trying to tell you. So we should we should actually talk about the introduction of these characters and maybe the 
what who they are. Well, yeah, so, sure. Who, so basically, I want to talk about Billy, Billy Zane, but sure. let's just uh, get into L- it. Lewis plays the video. It's like, does that seem, you know, like what you remember? And she's like, you know, it was 75 years ago. And they're like, oh, great, old lady. She's not yeah, going to remember Bill anything. Bill Paxton's like, anything you can remember. Just, yeah. you know, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. sense memory, maybe. Is there a color that you and associate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I remember it like it was yesterday. Boom, Bill Paxton. Boom. By the way, I, I really want to say Gloria Stewart is someone so who's incredible yeah. in this movie. And I remember as a kid, I dismissed her and thought it was hacky that she got an Oscar nomination. I was like, what? She's an old lady. Now you watch it. And it's, it's, sure. re- it's a remarkable yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. He, she's an old silent movie actress. She was the leading lady in The Invisible Man. Right. And, the original and Universal uh, Monster. Cameron movie. wanted Faye Ray, they say. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, he wanted like an old actress. And it is such a clever idea to like. Link it back to that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, both um, in the time of type of film he's trying to make and obviously the period he's trying to recreate. I think she was 86 when they filmed yeah, it. Yeah, she was She was not 101 years old or whatever. And they said she looked too young, so they had to apply old age makeup to her. Right. The makeup's really good. Yeah, the she looks is, real wrinkly. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. she is very wrinkly. But she, and the like, liver spots, too, are really well done. She died uh, five or six years ago at the age of 100. Mm-hmm. Wow. James Cameron was at her 100th birthday party. <gasps> wow. That, that's, that's her in her... Uh, in her glory days. Wow. 1932. It's also good because she was she like. Did she date a Marx or was married to a Marx? One of the Marx brothers? Yeah, um, I, I feel like I made that up maybe. Uh, are you writing Gloria Stewart no. slash fiction? Yeah. Garacho Marx once interviewed her. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I, I knew that she was. I was I was into the Marx brothers okay. in 1997. So I feel like maybe that's. I you're just, you're, was aware of that. She once. In 1972, she drew a painting of the Watts Towers. Oh. Well, she became an artist after 1945. That's what you were thinking of. She didn't date a Mark. She painted the Watts. That's it. All right. That's what it's it all, is. That's, okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. She made um, decoupage. Uh, she made bonsai artwork. She was a smoker. Was diagnosed with lung cancer at 94. Dang. Still held on Respect. for six plus years. Give me six more. Yeah. Six more oh. and I'm good. Holy shit! A lifelong Democrat. Uh, yeah, she's she was married for to twice. Uh, the, the second guy they were married for like forty years. Yeah, that was James Cameron, right? Avid environmentalist. Um, I do think funny it's funny man. Like, uh, thank you. Uh, I do think uh, it's smart because, like, you know, uh, Faye Ray is even a little more iconic than Gloria Stewart. I think it was smart to get someone who was like part of that era, but not right. Like, not doesn't stick out. Right, and it was kind of like a nice like we're giving her one last shot. Like she never was huge in her heyday, and here she gets this late in life Oscar nomination. Um, she is uh, really excellent in it. Also, uh, when we did our Matrix episode, and I kept on singing the praises. Of, yeah, you kept calling uh, Gloria Foster. Is that her name? Yes, uh, Gloria, Gloria Stewart, Stewart by right. accident. I love that performance. So uh, for the rest of this episode, I'm going to call Gloria Stewart Gloria Foster Please to try don't. to level out. I'm trying to level it out. <laughs> Please don't. All right. So she takes us back to that Titanic. Oh, she reveals that the pictures of her, the drawings of her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. The the picture couldn't survive. In the is that true? Because yeah, somebody said like that's horseshit, and I was like, no, but it was I, in a safe. Uh, like something about the leather, though, right? It's like a leather bound no. artist book. He's got no. a little a little folio. Think there's salt. It's salt water. Right, I think. Gonna, and gonna, also, when they open up the safe, everything else that everything comes else out is, is like pulp. muddy sludge. Yeah. And when you see the safe, it's all paper. It's like how this one. Unless thing. he was drawing on like. I don't know. Even vellum is probably yeah. Anyway, and they also clean it <laughs> off. Please keep going. Paper. They clean it off. When they clean it off, they clean it off with water, and it's yeah. like this would deteriorate it yeah. even further. They're like no. washing it. <laughs> right, I used. I Katie googled. and could, Charlie are leaving the studio. Bye, Katie. Uh, she'll be back. I, I googled. Could the picture have survived? 
but obviously now I'm just getting a lot of things sort of like Jack and Rose totally could have both survived. So I don't know. Uh, that no, one. I I looked it up on Yahoo. The thing I was saying before we started recording is that any question you want to ask about Titanic, if you start to type it into Google, it starts to fill it in for you because everybody has <laughs> asked any possible question. That's how you know you're in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Like. Could rats have gotten on the ship? Indeed, how, they could have. How did they get on the ship? Because you when said when they were being built, when the ship was being <gasps> built in the shipyard, rats would, would get in and stick in, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, dead bodies. Could medication dead bodies actually... would go in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> There's lots of things that that, that, that were already in the ship. Wow. There was blood like... pressure pills actually make John Travolta's face look like that. That's old dogs questions. When you're in the zeitgeist, enough with the old dogs jokes. I will kill you. That autofills. I swear okay. to God, that autofills if you search for it. So Rose Dewitt Bucater. Yep. Bucater. Yeah, Rose Dewitt Bucater. A weird ass. Name. It's a pretty weird name. Yeah. Um. So she's uh. Seventeen years old. She's seventeen. She's got a killer hat. Society from girl Philadelphia. from Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Philadelphia, uh. She put the uh in Philadelphia. She's engaged to a 30-year-old tycoon. Oh, and what a, a, sh- a, a gem of this a, guy A is. gem of a man. Yeah. The heir to a Pittsburgh steel fortune. Yeah, the turd of the ocean, I call him. Called Cal Hockley, although his first name is apparently Caledon. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, if you ask me, I'd guess that he came. He was the heir to a toupee fortune. He's got real floppy hair. But he's not the only person on this boat who will have floppy that hair. That's true. Floppy hair was apparently all the rage in 1912. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Katie, your impression? I mean, sorry, Emily, your impressions of uh, of Rose's first scene. Rose's Kate Winslet's first scene. Uh, okay. Stepping out of that the car. the hand, the gloved hand on the edge of the car, and the the hat brim flip up is Big like one of hat. the best introductions of a character in any film. It's epic. They're telling you this this character matters. Yeah. When I rewatched it just now, that is the first time that I started crying. I cried mm-hmm. four times, I believe, through, through my rewatch. There's it also is the greatest, absolute greatest You know why it's good, though? It's good because of Gloria Stewart. Because she sells you mm-hmm. on this real kind of like longing about being... A young girl, even being an unhappy young girl, mm-hmm. and so when we get to actually see that again through her eyes, you're like, "Oh man, time!" And she's, it's like, and we should talk. Like, time is brutal. She, yeah. and she did the thing, like that. She does the monologue about, like, you know, uh, that you could still smell the fresh paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and then he does the first morph. He likes that morph mm-hmm. uh, effect that he, you know, where he, the where the ship turns into. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you the see under sea wreckage. It turns into pretty cool. Thing. Ship yeah. looks great. It was. It re- they called it the ship of dreams. And it, and it was. was it yeah. really was. And then you get Rose. I mean, it, the movie's just really pumping you up in appropriate and I think ways. also yeah. he could have had her be just as wowed by the ship as everybody else. I guess that's kind of like part of her character is that she's not. She's hard right, to well, impress. Well, also I think cool. it's also I think she's sick of ostentatiousness. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right, she's unimpressed by right. all, all of the sort of typical dressing of her like aristocratic she likes it real. She likes it gritty. Yeah, she's she, not into it. She'd love the Zack Snyder uh, DC universe. You know, she wants like the street level, like the grimy Emily, do you have any thoughts? Just she to cut that off. Suicide Squad. <laughs> she thought the Suicide Squad was so twisted. Uh, so, so her her fiance is really excited about the ship. Oh, also, uh, this is something that um, other David point, pointed out sure. correctly. The wonderful future podcast guest David. <laughs> uh, that the line about it being a slave ship would not have is not aged well. That one clunks, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's not Kate Winslet's character saying it. Because that you could forgive. Yeah. Because you're like, oh look, it's 1912. What the fuck does she know? But yeah. Gloria Stewart in voiceover says, 
it was like a slave ship. But and she you're says, like, but to be fair, me in chains. Yes. yes. To be fair, she does say, to me it was. No, of course. So it's like I was, I was young and dumb and didn't know how privileged I was. Maybe, sure. but you couldn't assign as much as yeah. you want. That like, line whatever. is like it an iceberg <laughs> yes. crashing against the hull <laughs> that, of the ship. They try to port around yeah. it, but, but you know. it's not the only reference to slave ships in this movie. Is that right? When's the other? Leo says that when he's going back down to third class when he's leaving dinner, he's like, "I'm gonna go row with the other slaves." Right, oh, right, 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 right. Which is, so. but that's a pretty funny line. And there's also that scene. I like that line. That, that one's good. He that's got a, a good funny slavery. Reference. He got a good burn in on those uh, those richy riches. There was that scene where he goes down to the the lower class uh, rooms and they're all watching Amistad on VHS. There's that scene. It should just it's come like out. The only yeah. it's the only thing I have on video though. Yeah, it's, it's the like... only anachronism, but I think it's it's a good one. That's a crazy thing too because the movie was already running so long, and then Jim Cameron you decides just to just put Amistad. like 25 minutes of Amistad in the middle of it. But the courtroom scenes, for some reason, yeah, the good. Well, the Hopkins really pops in those. Yeah. All right. Okay. They did just the tracking. So that's that's and it, right. So you want to talk? Should we talk about Cal? Cal four it, comedy points. Cal's the performance that I really loved when I was a teenager. It's it's so big. Well, he's playing to the cheap. It's seats. so yeah. dialed yeah. into the yeah the grandest silliest yeah. like. Uh, vibe of this. I mean, movie. you could place this performance in an episode of Keenan and Cal, and it would track. You yeah. know, this is. I mean, the, the, he has yeah. one of the best. He's got a cane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, sorry. You can go. No, no. He has one of the best. Please go he ahead. He has one of the best lines early in the film, not in that scene, but when. <laughs> also, can we just have a whole like 30 minutes to talk about art in this movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, apparently all Western art was lost in the Titanic. Right. 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 Like all modernist art. Every every major Monet. Uh, <laughs> the, the original cut of Magnificent Amberson. Savignon. Uh, <laughs> But I love. Okay, so I was I was tweeting about this the other night, and I didn't realize that another really good one is in this movie, which is uh, Picasso. He won't amount to a thing. Yep, this the, is great. The, the 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 winky history line. Yeah, I, I be- love it. I believe your tweet was also about the fact that Jesus invents a chair in the Passion of the Christ, <laughs> and they say it'll never work, which does happen in that movie. It's really the best. Chairs, they'll never catch on. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm just a simple carpenter. Here's my latest invention, a chair. And everyone's like, chair, why do you need a chair? Sit on the floor. This is the worst idea you've had since that Christianity bullshit. <laughs> Two flops in a row. I think the Pharisees are just fine, and I think the floor is just fine. But just to continue with pain, because I, 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 wanna, I don't want to go back to this subject because I could talk about it forever, but also when Jack comes back, to their room later mm-hmm. and checks out the Monet. One oh, of my yeah. other favorite lines oh. is, "Look at the use of color Look at here." The use of color, and <laughs> and Cameron tracks his hand yeah. moving across the painting. He's like, a true artist. Like he knows he's an where empath. to look. Yeah, yeah he like feel the he paint. knows where the eye goes in the frame. That would be a good CBS a procedural. Is the person who can like read art. <laughs> You know, that's their superpowers. They can like read art and crack the case, or like X-raying art, which yeah. is a real thing. That would yeah, be yeah. Good. Well, so dark the con of man. Um, ah. Oh my God, Kitty Rich. Okay, stepping she's, up her game. She's wrapped him up. Now. She's wrapped. She's in a bundle. In a bundle. He's in a bundle. Much, much like the Blu-ray DVD bundle that I bought. Titanic four discs. On. It's a four disc plus combo digital pack, copy, and it has two discs for 3D because each half of the movies can only fit on one disc. Okay, so let's talk about uh, this kid playing a poker game with oh, his Italian buddy. Oh, we we talked it. about oh, Kate's no, intro, I, but we got... Okay. I mean, yeah, I've been listening. You were okay. talking about oh, the cool. Degas, and he's not going anywhere. And <laughs> I love that you just took your headphones out and have just been listening to the podcast <laughs> while trying to Whoa, play really? Charlie. Oh, um, I've been hovering. No, I didn't take that. I've been oh, just been oh, hovering, gotcha, I've gotcha, been hovering gotcha. in the hallway. Um, but, um, can, I, can I say one more thing about the art before we move on to that scrappy young 
stowaway. You can stop whispering, but yes. Okay, but I want to because this is dramatic. Uh huh. I love the fact that he says, "Who's this by?" And she goes, "I don't know, uh, something Picasso." <laughs> <laughs> Which, at least they were cheap. Yeah, if you want to be even a little bit elegant and respect the intelligence of your audience, you go, I don't know, Pablo something? <laughs> <laughs> That's almost worse. Picasso being the part you remember. Something Picasso. No it's one the would... ultimate audience flattering line, right. though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's nobody in that crowd who's going to be like, oh, who is that guy? Who's that? <laughs> Everyone in history was so stupid, man. They just um, didn't get it. It is such a James Cameron though, thing where he's like, trying to he's like oh, don't you get it rose is smart she gets the picasso's cool like before anyone else in high society there's, at least they were cheap there's the joke i love that line at, at least they were cheap at least they were cheap he and says he, it to like lovejoy and lovejoy's like i don't care much terminator um, <laughs> <laughs> i have no opinion on art for the listener at home uh, david is doing a great uh, billy zane face when he's saying the line yeah he's doing a really good facial I, impression i just love that she has 50 suitcases. Oh, yeah. And that, that, uh, but she does in present day, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, right. She always has oh, her yeah, pictures. Yeah. She brings her pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the way he he puts the, they, they drop this in, which he's going to do two and a half hours later, where he handshakes the guy with the money and says, I put my faith in you, sir. Yeah. Which is, oh, I love that. I love that it comes back around. Um, uh, it, uh, in, in the original Toy Story, Mr. Potato Head's character introduction is he turns around and goes, look, I'm Picasso because his face is in yeah, a weird yeah, order. Right, yeah. uh-huh. And I like laughed at that joke because I was like, I can tell that's a joke, but I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> my mom got me into art through Toy Story. Oh my God. <laughs> she like bought me Picasso books because it was like, I would only like things if they had an association to Toy Story. You were a weird kid. I was a weird Your kid. Your mom must have been so excited though to get you into Picasso. Oh, she loved it. I was all about Picasso because I was like, that guy's in Toy Story. <laughs> He's the only painter in Toy Story. He rules. How old were you when you saw Toy Story? Uh, six. Okay. I mean, all it right. was right there. I mean, it, I, I, it seems like it's your Little Mermaid because Little Mermaid, I'm realizing more and more as I get older, it's like the it's, ocean. It's it's a <laughs> movie for me. It's my, it's my Rosetta Stone. It's, mm-hmm. it's what I come back to. I'm wearing Toy Story sneakers right now. He is. They're actually yeah. really cool. You should check them They're out cool. later. They're very Everyone subtle. In- They're very subtle and sophisticated and adult, and hey, I'm a grown-up. Katie, do you have any Zane takes before we move on oh, to Jack? Well, I, mean, I mean, or Kate Winslet takes, yeah. I mean, what else has Billy Zane been in? The Phantom. Uh, Back to the Future. Uh, Part two and three. Importantly. And uh, one. He's in all three. Yeah. He's yeah. in all three. Zoolander. Yeah. Zoolander. Zoolander. Uh, he did a remake of Ed Wood's Glen or Glenda. He's in Dead Calm, which is, he's pretty cool in yeah. that, actually. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, obviously, it is he's crazy. He's Orlando. Uh, yes, he's in uh, the the uh, Sally Potter movie Orlando, the adaptation <laughs> of uh, the Virginia Woolf novel. Um, he's in Tombstone. He's in the Silence of the Hands. Whatever that is. Oh, that's oh, a I Dom DeLuise that. parody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember the poster for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we all re- only. He's in the Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Can we oh, do a just and, Billy Zane? Yeah, and he yeah. had just been in the Phantom, which is a terrifically yeah. strange little uh, superhero movie. That was that weird period where Batman did really well, and they were yeah. like, "Oh, the thing they like is pulpy, very, like, very old school thirties pulpy Tracy shit. movie." Right. Yeah. They like, didn't make other superhero movies. They did the Phantom, they did the Shadow, and they did Dick Tracy. Like they went to other like sort of early like nineteen like hundreds pulp but, stuff, but then didn't adapt other. It's very interesting. He keeps to me. being in movies. His filmography is just so deep. He makes like five movies a year, all of them straight to DVD these days. Uh-huh. But it is funny to watch this movie and be like, look, you know, Leo, Kate, Billy Zane. Yep. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. when it was also this example of like, you know, uh, uh, high tide rises all ships mm-hmm. where like Zane had such a cultural moment. Like it didn't translate to him like doing a lot as an actor afterwards. I hope you enjoy your time together. 
I just remember that, like, when this one best film at the MTV Movie Awards, Zayn accepted it. Sure. Because like, Leo it, was like, hell no. I'm not everyone else had sort of distanced, like, I think both. Because well, Leo had gone into his, like, hibernation mode, right? Where he, like, right. couldn't deal. Right. And I think Winslet was in a similar kind well, of Well, she like, just, like, moved to London and she got married very and made quickly after that. Kinky. Right. But yeah. his kinky was two years later. Like, she didn't make a movie right. for two years and she got married and had a baby. I think both of them sort of retreated. And Billy Zane became like the spokesperson for the movie. Like I just remember, I hadn't. It was seen Zane the movie. and Nucci. Zane yeah. and Nucci. But Zane was like doing the press tour, yeah. like you know when they were like uh, Titanic's number one for a sixteenth week in a row. And here on the Today Show is Billy Zane, and Zane would just be doing the victory. Listen lap. to your friend Billy Zane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just FYI, we're an hour and twelve minutes. We haven't even introduced Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> it's a two-parter, baby. <laughs> At what point in the movie does Leo get in- introduced? Like forty minutes in? I probably oh, right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because it's after we've already introduced everybody before they've gone on the ship. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. We don't have this the Picasso scene, right? It no, go, no, we no, have no. Kate's yeah, introduction because... and Billy Zane and Francis Fisher right, and um, all those people. Uh, yeah, because the Picasso Cal's scene is after they are the big triumphant yeah. leaving King of the World. No, King of the World comes later. Sorry, King yeah, of the World is yeah. when they're leaving uh, Cherbourg and after. Right? Of course, yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The poker scene. They, yeah. they go right. straight from poker. They run on board some fiddle music yeah. plays. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they run straight up to the top deck and they go all the way to the front and they okay so it is because there's two like Titanic leaving scenes like it's when they leave the dock and then it's when they like go out into the open ocean so I couldn't remember take her to sea Mr. Murdoch and they're running late because by the time they win the tickets in the poker game two Swedish men all life is a game of luck yes well, that, well, yes, that, that comes later. That's Mr. Gracie. I know, but I'm just reminding you guys. That all life is a game yeah. of luck, Although which is important is to remember. not really a game of luck. It's kind of a game of skill. Okay, there's it? some luck involved. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to linger too long on the poker game. But well, the poker no, game, we got time. Emily, the poker game scene is ridiculously cheesy, even by yeah. Titanic standards, I would yeah. say. And uh, I hate his stupid Simon Cowell bit where he's like, you're not gonna. I'm oh, sorry, sorry for, for being yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. not gonna see your mother. Oh, that for is a so life. Simon Cowell. Oh, that's such a perfect call. Oh, let's say we're going to America, baby. Can I? Can I just put one editorial position out here, just like at the at the top at yeah. the top of this podcast? Yeah, since I like we're how you an hour. Katie's book on your lap. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, I'll yeah. No, it's, else. A, it's a group book. book. No, no, um, page through. Emily is nursing the book. She I has am. A baby I know. I feel a little empty right now. She's got a sling. I feel very envious. Ambient noise is what this podcast is all about. <laughs> the book is making my biological clock. Uh, okay. um, but uh, I, I just want to put this out there, and this is not exclusive to Titanic, sure. but it is related to Titanic. Um, I do not enjoy any Leonardo DiCaprio performance ever in history, including and, this one. Including this one, not a one. Nope, mm. I do not. And I stand. And that was something. That was one of my bad dude, like seventh grader, like yeah. takeaways from this movie. Like, oh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio isn't that good. Well, I, I think, still don't think he's that good. I think Leo's good, although he can be bad. But he can I think, be bad. I think Griffin and I agree on the best Leo performance, and we should do the best line from it right now. Right? One, two, three. We, we are, are duly, duly appointed, appointed federal, federal marshals. <laughs> I don't think it's his best performance. I do think it's the best line he's at. To me, that's my favorite uh, Leo. What's your favorite Leo? Catch Me If You Can is up there, too. Yeah, I, I like the ones where he's having fun. Wolf of Wall Street, man. I like Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Street. I think that's uh, maybe shit. his that best. That might be his best. Yeah, I that's think his that's best. His Emily. best. Emily's making a great face right now. Um, Titanic's top five for me because I... Yeah, I, I think he's fine in Titanic. He's not consistently great, but I think he's got... that. What he's able to do well in Titanic, very few actors can do well. 
easy you know what I'm charm. Like, yes. he's sure. not. He doesn't seem like he's trying anything. Yes. Oh, I would disagree. Oh, in Titanic? In certain scenes, I think he's pushing it hard. In other scenes, I think he's got a very light touch. Yeah. And Um, you think of his later performances where he is just working. You see the work. He's showing you the long division on the paper. Blood Diamond Man. Yeah. He's always felt like a little boy in a big coat trying to do, like, acting. Which is why I think what Departed is one of his best performances, because that's about a little boy in a big coat. And Wolf of Wall Street, too. Yes. Yes. I agree. Uh, I think it's best. But Shutter Island is the best one of them all, because that is what eh. that movie is about. He is so fucked up that a whole island is pretending like he's a cop. Just to try and make him feel better. I love that. That's movie. what making a movie stars like, right? This right. Is yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what Shutter Huge Island is. Systems. It's about filmmaking. Yeah. It is Shutter Island's the greatest yeah. movie. Just Kevin Connolly is hanging out with you and Lucas Haas. <laughs> Pussy Patrol. Pussy Posse. Tobey Maguire just got divorced. Pussy Posse's back. I know. Yeah. Golden age. It's not just Leo it's and Posse. Let's be clear. It's a Posse, not a patrol. Yeah, Nobody is patrolling. I didn't mean to say patrol. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep everything on track right now and talking. We're so about... on track right now. Do you have a Leo, Katie? What's your a Leo, Leo take? Yeah. What, oh, what do you think of Leo? I yeah. mean, did you like Leo? Oh yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't like obsessed with Leo. Like I was a Some little. Were too, I was a little Dario. Like you were more into the ship. Yeah, like into yeah. the ship, but mm-hmm. also into like the mm-hmm. movie. I started reading Entertainment Weekly. I was into like the box office and the Oscars, mm-hmm. sure. which mm-hmm. is, all makes sense for what I do now. Such a movie, movie in terms of all the like sort of cultural like seepings that a movie can have. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it encapsulated everything that can come out of a movie. Yeah, to its most extreme. Yeah, and I got into like the Hollywood side of it, and like Leo, like no, I liked Leo, but I, I never saw Man in the Iron Mask or The Beach. Like I kind of, I didn't. Feel the need to follow. You had him a after funny that. post. I had seen Romeo and Juliet in theaters. I think mm-hmm. that's the only Leo performance oh. I had seen before. Had you? No. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've seen that. You just said oh. That's sort of. Although well, my... I mean, I like I like that movie a lot. I think yeah. he's okay in it. I think he's pretty good in it. I think yeah. it's 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 a young performance. I mean, but it's, it works. Yeah, yeah. I, it's fine. Well, what's eating Gilbert Grape is what you really want to go back. That's the yeah. best. Well, sure. Yeah. And that, like so, my mom and my sister and I, I watched think he's all of lovely his other in, movies. Uh, the Quick and the Dead. I've never seen. I've never seen it. He's not a great movie, but he's he's very. The crazy thing about Gilbert Grape, I feel like one on a tangent, like that performance made his career. Like that is what put him on the map. Sure, yeah, yeah. No one could do that performance anymore. That no. performance would never, never work. happen. And right. he is a very big modern movie star whose career is built on a performance that would be completely unacceptable. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah, and it's also interesting where it's like that's one of the few performances of that kind that still holds up. Yeah, like, it does like, hold up. They wouldn't let him do it today, but it's one of the few times that someone has played a mentally challenged person and not made it feel sort of mawkish. Yeah. You know, it feels like he's playing it realistically without sort of any sentimentality. Yeah. Which is like, you can't say that for Sean Penn, you know? Mm-hmm. Does Rain Man hold up? I haven't watched it in very no. It's a little, it's a little cartoony, mm-hmm. I think. Rain it's Man, like, hold, the Tom Cruise holds up. Yeah. Dustin doesn't. I think it's a good performance in a vacuum. Mm. I I think it's like a little problematic, like held against the real world, you know? Yeah. All right. Leo's on the ship. Kate's on the ship. He's the king of the world. He's the king of the world. I do think you're going to punch me in the face for saying this. I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. Fudging. Fudging, yeah. Sorry. Forking. (laughs) Yeah, we're back in here now. I I do think we should talk about Leo Mania a little bit because that was like a a result of this movie that hasn't really happened. I'm not punching you in Since then. I can sum up the Leo Mania around this movie. Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, like teenage or like teen playing Leonardo DiCaprio. He was, I believe, 22 when he shot this movie. 21, somewhere around there. He was a very wet actor. Mm, And this movie put him in the perfect setting. He actually was not only wet and in water, but he got like a little frosty too. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the entire frosted tip. And he literally yeah, gets frosted. Yeah. Yeah. He does get frosted tips. I don't know. Frosted I, mustache. His hair looks incredible wet. He's I mean, so dewy. A, he's yeah. very. He's dewy. just the dewiest 
actor ever there was. His Romeo and Juliet performance and his Gilbert Grape performance, both of which involve a lot of crying, are both very yeah. mm-hmm. wet performances. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Romeo on and board Julia, with I this. defy you stars, like on his knees in the rain, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing like the best boyfriend movie, of all actually. time. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of rain. <laughs> yeah. And then like Tibble gets shot and falls in a oh, fountain. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of water. Yeah. Oh, so we're doing Romeo and Juliet podcast? Yeah. yeah. There's a scene oh, where I Juliet would, drinks a glass of water. <laughs> okay, so Ben walked in, said I sign off on this conversation, and walked out. Oh boy, that was great. He looked good too. He looked yep. great. Ben yep. looks yeah. really good these days. He's he been does. getting into fashion lately. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, have you guys heard Ben's fashion? Tips? I, I have heard about Ben's, yeah. Ben's fashion. I mean, I don't know them specifically, but I know that he's been getting into fashion. If you tweet at Ben Hosley on Twitter, he'll give you fashion tips. He's been doing it. I've been watching him do yeah, it. Yeah, some on of Twitter. our, our blankies. Uh, oh, I forgot that's your biggest credit is you're the mother of blankies. Oh, and yeah. Now we have you're a welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a subreddit called backslash r backslash blankies. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to read that subreddit before this episode comes out because I don't want to read anyone talking about me, but I want to read what everyone else is saying. Absolutely. You got to check it out. We'll yeah. tell you a lot, if lot of conversation gets happening on Reddit, a great website where nothing bad ever happens. Ever. It's yeah. never happened. Totally sign off on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but... Please talk about me on Reddit. I will never read it. That's the thing. You can say whatever you want. I'll never You'll read never it. read? All right. Whatever. Um. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Uh, what Mother you... of blankies. What yeah. was I going to say? I don't know. You want to talk about Leomania. I feel like uh, it's, it's pretty obvious stuff. Leomania, uh, Dewey, uh, Frosted Tips. I feel like no uh, one in this hair. room had Leomania, though. <sighs> no. I it was a phenomenon. My sis, I should call my sister and like ask her. Because mm-hmm. I think Leo was like her first movie star crash. Like I had Jonathan Taylor Thomas before sure. Leo, so it was like, mm. a, like a second round. Is your sister you're older or younger? Younger. Right, so right, yeah, right, she yeah, was yeah. like fourth, fifth grade at that point. I remember the Olsen twin sitcom, Two of a Kind, which I watched every oh episode God. of. Me too. Great show. What's it? Christopher, Christopher Sieber was, was on a, it. He's a great actor. Fucking great yeah. show. It ends in a Fudging, cliff, yeah. ends in a cliffhanger. It's a real bummer. You never know if they're going to get together or not. Uh, him and the babysitter doesn't matter. I thought you, you were Mary no. and Ashley were going to get together. No, but in that not my in that show. show they have a a Titanic and a Leo poster oh, yeah. on their wall, and it was like that that show came out. Your question about Leo Mania: Has there been an example since then of someone who's become like a boyfriend? So this not, is why I want to talk about scale, this. but someone who yeah. actively rejects it and has no interest in it. I think there's uh, one no. that came close. I think there's one that came close. But this is the reason I want to talk about this because it is sort of such an anomalous thing that hasn't really happened since then. My sister has seen Titanic, but was born the year after it came out. Wow. My sister's born uh, March, uh, nineteen ninety-eight. So she was born. It like, was still four number one of the box office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so I was trying to sort of explain the whole Titanic culture to her and what an impact it had, and the Leomania thing, which mm-hmm. is like kind of anomalous. And I was like, I don't even know if there's a, a point of reference, something I could equate it to, because it was like suddenly everyone's talking about this guy. Okay, and, and I remember what like, was her example? TV would do primetime what specials interviewing example? the parents. Uh, Robert Pattinson, a little bit. Sure. But. Sure. And it's true in the same way that he rejected it. In yep. the rejection, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 But I think it went away a lot and faster. And also, he's kind of wet and floppy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Dewey. Sort of Very dewy. Kind of mm-hmm. skinny. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Definitely. I think the difference with Robert Pattinson is that um, there was a pre existing character that people had already latched onto. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. he sort of walked into a space. Definitely. And also, I feel like it just died down faster. Much faster. But he made the same choices. He was like, I'm not making yeah. commercial movies anymore. Like, I'm only working with, like, but cool directors. Work as well. I mean, no, it didn't work as well. Yeah. He's okay. I think he's a good actor. I mean, I like him, actually. I contend. I never liked him. 
I like him. I don't think he's always good. I think mm. when he is good, he's particularly good. Well, here's mm. well, here's the other thing. The reason you're not going to find another phenomenon exactly like this because there aren't going to be yeah. actors in this sort of role mm-hmm. that isn't based on a prior property. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yes. very similar. Like, like Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe would maybe be another one, like older Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. and he's done a similar thing as Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, but all these are, are franchises built in like very calculated in a way. Like there wasn't a Titanic the novel. Uh, Right. Like there wasn't anything like Yeah, there that. were people like dying to find out what Jack Dawson would be yeah. their imagination. Yeah. Right. Who's and gonna then, be Jack Dawson? And then yeah. people yeah. being like, He's not what I imagined. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and right. there's that thing where it's like people were choosing to fall in love with Pattinson's version of Edward Cullen, but that right. wasn't right. It Edward Cullen. It could have been period. anyone. The biggest right. difference yeah. is that Twilight fans when his casting was announced were when mad Ballista. because he was in Harry Potter. Right. And like so there was already a pre existing they were like, I don't like him in Harry Potter, the other pre existing franchise right. that he's How coming from. How would you not like him in Harry Potter? He's great in Harry Potter. He's lovely. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go into a whole side tangent on this, no, but we're I done contend with the I contend that Rob Pattinson's really good in the first Twilight because he's doing a weird, vaguely Nicolas Cage performance of like a vampire. <laughs> like he's kind of playing it realistically. I could be sold on that 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 call. And then I've never seen any of the other ones. From the sequels on, yeah. he starts he's having sort to of just detached. be milk toast. Yeah, yeah. I think his detachment's also like, I have to sand off the rough edges because there's too much at stake. Sure. And then he gets boring. But the first one, he does all these weird sort of wincy things where it's like, Well, he's this like feels- nauseated right. by her. He's yeah. like yeah. always on the brink of puking. Because well, she great. stinks, right? Yeah. Like yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the premise of Twilight. <laughs> Which is so <laughs> she stinks Twilight so hard so that he falls weird. in love with her. Can you imagine how fucked up you would be? I'm sorry, fudged up you would be now as a young woman if you had been brought up on, like that had been your your touchstone of like, it's, ruin a lot of it's been like almost yeah. ten years. We should yeah. check in with. Well, how's girls? Romilly yeah. doing? She didn't like. Oh, them. she didn't like. Okay, so okay. it didn't work for her. Yeah, yeah. I just okay. think all the weird stuff about like you know your virginity. Oh, and all the like sex being stuff stinky is, is and like oh my god. But you know, like <laughs> Romilly's whole thing is that like the I I I hope I'm not blowing up her spot here. But like certainly growing up, her whole thing was that like the like actors that she'd have movie star crushes on were like real kind of like dad actors, mm-hmm. like Patrick was, Stewart. The one she was huge on was Hugh Grant. Sure. You know, like she like loved Hugh Grant when she was like eight and all the other girls were into like, uh, you know, teeny, right. teeny actors. Yeah. Uh, but she's always sort of like gone for the guys who so just like, oh, he seems like he'd be a good husband. <laughs> she famously said she that she thought Ed Helms was cute. And we were like, Ed Helms is like, yeah, he like dresses well. He seems like a nice he's guy. All right. He plays the banjo. He's Checks got glasses. Checks off all the boxes. <laughs> she's just looking for like a comfortable. <laughs> I always said that Romley fantasizes about her first divorce. Like that's the storybook divorce. Wow. I'm, cutting you, I'm cutting you off. Okay. okay. So everybody's right. on the boat. Yeah. All right, everyone's They're on the boat. They're on the boat. Um, He's the king of the world. That's very early. What happened? I can't remember okay. exactly where it is. No, go so, ahead. No, I just He's wanted to know what world. happens. She's after. got the Picasso. And then, yep. yes, then she unpacks all of her stuff. Uh, and then what else? What's the next? I feel like the bir- first big thing is her trying to jump. Right? Like, is yeah, there any well, other yeah. major well, thing in between? Yeah. Well, he gets no. He does. He gives her a diamond after she tries to jump. Right? No, it's before. Right? No, it's after. It's after. Oh, okay. It's, it she's after. upset. Yeah. And he's like, I was gonna save this right. for. Well, our he sees. Night. Her, like, he's on the lower deck, and he sees Kate like on the upper deck, mm-hmm. and you know she looks beautiful. And Tommy's like, you're never gonna get her. Right. right. Yeah, she's and out then of it's the dinner Oil. scene where she then and runs away from and tries to jump. And we've seen her also be hostile and drop a Freud reference. And oh right, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. Ismay we get a little punchy. Yeah, okay. I was, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, the- Ismay is important. <laughs> we met, yeah. Ismay, we met Molly Brown. Yep. Well, for all you shipheads out there, yeah. we learned that like they're gonna go faster. Than, yeah, they're gonna than, light the rest of the boilers, should, which is just bad news. Just don't do they it. They want to make right. headlines. And it's um, like Bernard Hill. This is his last sail, right? Don't they say that he's like about to retire? He's about to retire. Yes. Right. This is like his last yeah. voyage. Also, we learn a little bit. I think here and more later, uh, Rose is a big shiphead. 
Yeah. She's just like us. She pays She's just attention. in it for the ship. Oh, yeah. She's oh, right. Like, yeah. Mr. She, Andrews she notices, is like, ah, you're yeah, a rumors, one right see, there. Nothing escapes yeah. you. The original shipper. A literal shipper. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but I think it is important that you meet Ismay. You see her mock him. No bits. Pro ships. Sure. Okay. So I'd say Rose has two of her best dresses in these scenes, like the one where she's eating the lamb, like the oh, she's got green. Some fucking... That was a good one, and then her, then the the, jump the suicide one, one is uh, a <laughs> suicide dress. That is the it's so nineties, it's so anachronistic. Her makeup look is like every single makeup tutorial in Seventeen magazine in nineteen ninety seven, like the dark lip, like very Tori Amos, yeah, very like, drawn and right, brown, very, yeah, very yeah. Um, pale too. And she's... like the Empire waist too is also very kind of it's like the baby doll look except long. Like it's so it, it's very very nineties. Her but entire it's a good dress. It's good. It's a great dress. Yeah. I'm not no, I'm not dissing the dress. I'm just saying it's one of these things. It's what like who did the costumes for this? Because there is this element of like knowing when to modernize just enough mm-hmm. to bring in that a current day audience. Know, yeah. And you're like, oh, I understand you. You're not this weird alien from another Well, time. like Leo's hair is a big yes. one. Like, oh, yeah. like every boy in my middle school had that haircut. Um, you need I'm like the, to find the, costume the overlap Sorry. in the Venn diagram between like what's historically accurate and then fitting into like modern standards of beauty mm-hmm. and yeah. cool so yeah. that it's still like this is impressionistically how you would feel if you looked at this person yeah. at that time. Yeah. Like you need, he needs to be the bad boy. He's Deborah L. Scott. Deborah Lynn Scott. Okay. Won an Oscar. Costume designer. She won an Oscar. Yeah. This film won every Oscar it's nominated for except for actor, actor, sorry, actress, supporting actress, and she did uh, the makeup. makeup. Lost to Men in Black. Yeah, which is a great way. Oh, she way. did great. the Back to the Future costume design. Well, Ooh. she's Hall uh, wow, of Fame. She yeah. did Avatar. She's done some Transformers movies. Uh, she did The Island. Uh, she's done a weird, a lot of Michael Bay. She does all of Michael huh. Bay's movies. She did Wild Wild West. She did Heat. Great, mm, great wow, costuming. Wild wow. well, West actually has great costumes too. That's a highlight of that movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, she did Minority Report, which has fantastic costumes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's got really good future uh-huh. dress, yeah, both in the, the. Wow, the she's got range. Casual. That's she, great. She, she's got range. She's got the range. Um, mm-hmm. the range. So I'm looking at IMDb right now because <laughs> I want to make sure we covered all the main characters. It's like, okay, we got Cal, we got Molly Brown, we got. Well, uh, we met Molly Brown, played by Kathy Bates, real person. Yeah, right. Uh, the unsinkable Molly There's Brown. There's a musical about her that I grew Debbie up Reynolds, on. right? Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, you're gonna cut her meat for you, Cal. You, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You're gonna, yeah. You're gonna cut her meat for her too, Cal. She's so. Good. She's, uh, she's a fun so little season. Sometimes you kind of forget that Kathy Bates is in Titanic. I'm just yeah. so glad she's in it though. Like that character is great, and she is great. I thought I read somewhere that there aren't more real passengers on the Titanic or characters in the film because of like estates or something. Is that true? But you've got oh. Astor, Gracie, and Guggenheim. But they're not mm-hmm. like the Aster is they, like barely. There. But they do. They reference yeah. him, and then you see yeah. them die. I mean, Guggenheim, yeah. you see die. Aster, you see die. So and uh, Gracie, you see. die. I'm hoping I'm getting this right, but I. But think yeah, that's what about I, it. I think yeah. what yeah. I learned from James Cameron's commentary is that Murdoch's family. So he uh, jumping well, ahead a little bit. Well, this was hugely controversial. Oh, I okay, so Britain, you're going to get to this in Britain. Oh, it was, this was a huge thing in Britain. It was like a, a national controversy because wow. he is a so Scottish hero. Do you want to get into this then? Murdoch, who's played by you, Ewan Stewart, who I, I don't know that actor at all, but he's really good in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He shoot. He's the actor who shoots. He's the character who shoots himself. Well, he shoots after Tommy, he accidentally and shoots then, Tommy, yeah. who's a made-up Irish saint of a character. <laughs> he has some uh, of the best reaction shots. So good. I've he's ever one, seen from an he's actor. He's the one Cal bribes, yeah. and you know, then yeah. he rejects yeah. the bribe. But, but he plays like trauma, you know, really, really yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So that guy is a very famous hero in Scotland. He's like the hero of his town, Dalbeedy, uh, and like, I don't know, like whatever. He was. He was this like famous person on the Titanic who died supposedly rescuing people. Some people on the Titanic said they saw someone shooting passengers. There were like lots of eyewitness accounts of that, but it's nineteen twelve. And that does happen in this movie. Yeah, yeah right, well, it's, he's right, the one right, you see shooting right, passengers. Right, he's the right, only one. Right. 
Um, but I mean, you probably have Cameron's take on it, but basically there's no actual evidence that Murdoch did this or that he shot himself. Yes. Uh, there are some people said maybe they saw Murdoch doing it. Some people said they didn't. The the eyewitness accounts from the survivors of the Titanic are all over the place, which is why no one even knows if it actually split above water. Right. Because it was yeah. uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah. They weren't right. They it weren't was taking very dark. notes. Very yeah. dark. I mean, <laughs> first of all, it, video. yeah. First of all, it was pretty fudged up. Second of all, <laughs> it is important that like it'd be hard to keep count of everything that was happening because they were all busy watching Jack and Rose. Like, there's oh, this amazing yeah. love story unfolding in front of them. That's true. Well, I mean, that's, why they, that's why they hit the iceberg in the first place. They were so distracting. Really love turned all the way back at the wheel. It was fifty percent. The rudder was too small. Fifty percent. Jack and Rose making out on the poop deck. Oh yeah. But. Um, do you guys and know? On the makeout do you guys know the most recent theory as to why they didn't see the, the iceberg? Because you know it was a clear night, yeah. right? What's but it was, there was no water breaking around the. What, what, it was still water, right? But go this ahead. Is, yeah. uh, <laughs> Please go. Please. <laughs> my my pin my pin tweet on Twitter for a long time was was uh, related to this. Um, oh yeah. So, right. Yeah, so so I watched so when I watched this movie with my boyfriend for the first time for him, he had never seen it before. Humble brag. Um, <laughs> yeah, congrats on having a boyfriend. Yeah, I yeah. say humble brag whenever anyone mentions a significant other. It was the is my time. baby like the ultimate humble brag? Yeah, for you? <laughs> bringing it here is yeah, the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, just showing say. it off. Yeah, you're so, real Robin in my face. So uh, after after we saw this movie, which uh, you know uh, was a somewhat significant release at the time that it came out, mm-hmm. uh, and so my boyfriend saw this in two, 2016, and I uh, was like, oh wow, the. Dynamic Titanic is really interesting, huh? Sure. It's a, it's a, I can see why so many people were interested in uh, in the ship. So then we went in, on Netflix or whatever and fa- and just did a search for Titanic and watched like two Nat Geo or some other off-brand Nat Geo impression like uh, documentaries about the sinking of the Titanic. And one was about like what actually caused them to hit the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going way ahead? Are we getting way ahead of ourselves here? I mean, you're in the story now. I just want you... It's I fine. like this story. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, you know how a mirage is when uh, uh, you've got uh, a hot ground and it uh, the heat warps uh, our perception of light and mirrors the sky? I didn't know that. That's what it is. So it's cool. like, it's just that the, the pressure or the, you know, whatever... The air is 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 uh, is uh, bends differently because of the the temperature difference. So there had been a warm front that came in, but the the sea was really really cold at that Charlie time. Charlie hates this theory. I know, I know. I'm just telling. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna no, cliff notes it. I'm gonna cliff notes it. So the air was warmer than the sea, which made there be a reverse mirage. So you saw a reflection of. The sea. Oh, sure. So it was just darkness, essentially. So you didn't. They couldn't see the the iceberg because not because it was cloudy or misty or whatever. Right, because it wasn't. Was it, right. There was no moon that night, though. Mm, uh, it was a new moon. It was a new moon. Uh, but but not the Twilight Saga new moon. They would have. The they should have been able to see it. But there was this. The theory is now that because of the odd weather at the time, there was a reverse mirage. And the air was a lens. And the as, air was a lens. That was my pin. I was my mind was so blown by this that there could be such a thing as a, a, a reverse mirage. That so, the air is a lens. Became <laughs> so Emily, what you're saying is that it's about the sky. Oh boy! <laughs> You're bringing up my favorite pet theory for all movies. That they're about the sky. Every movie's about the sky. You thought this was a, a movie about the sea? It's not. It's but about. But in fact, it's about the sky. So we're an hour and a half in. Should that be our drop off? <laughs> Let's just talk about Aloha now. Uh, I just dropped the mic. Tune in next week, Listeners guys. For minds Titanic are Part blown. Two. 
Okay, but I might need you to give me a line for the for the thing. Well, which one are you doing? Wait, there's so many lines. You don't have one? Oh, it's hard to okay. choose. There's the one I I mean the there's the one I think I wanna do. Hold on. Let me let me scan. I need to pick the best. You had 45 minutes to pick this shit. <laughs> hey, I was eating a spiked Caesar salad. It was spiked with Jack Daniels. Um, what line would you guys go for? I put the diamond in the coat, and I put the coat on the podcast. <laughs> I tweeted both that. I mean, I texted that to both of you. I love that. And I yelled it at Joanna, and Joanna was like, um, put the coat on her. Uh, wait, let's see. I'd rather be his whore than your podcast. Mm. Ben, you're recording all this, right? <laughs> The one my family always quotes for no reason is an hour, two at the most, that Mr. Andrew says. Oh, that's the, good. I don't know why. No uh, one else likes that line. All my, life is a game of luck. <laughs> my favorite my favorite line in it, which happened right before I stopped watching it this morning, is just when they do the iceberg right ahead and the guy on the other end of the line goes, thank you. <laughs> He's so good, that yeah. guy. Yeah. The, the yeah. stiff that upper Murdoch? lip British guy. Not Murdoch. It's the other guy. The guy who says, I'll shoot you all like oh, dogs. Yeah, 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 that guy. Thank you. That's my favorite sequence in yeah. Titanic yeah. is the uh, the iceberg. Sequence. And he goes, well, Vorda, Vorda here. <laughs> I, I, I want to do and him. And then there's a, a Yoan Griffin. Yoan Griffin. Uh, yeah. Is anyone alive out there? He's great, man. What a movie star that guy is. <laughs> Wait, that's him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I never put Fantastic that together. Mr. Fantastic himself. Mm-hmm. I love Mr. Yoan. Forever. I love mm-hmm. Yoan Griffith. Yeah, uh, I do. I do, too. Uh, uh, not so much in Fantastic uh, Four. It's not on him. Sir, she's made a podcast. I assure you, <laughs> she can sing. No, she will. She will sing. Okay, are you ready for the one I chose? Okay. Ben's putting all that at the end of the episode, okay? <laughs> Here's the one I chose. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. <laughs>